some time with the open mic. Your Irish hosts share really great bits. You laugh till you cry and make but jogging kids all on the open mic. Oh, black, oh, black, oh, the spam research. I should have made stickers and t shirts. Impound your mom is the funniest thing I've heard. Or maybe instead it's you ain't no nerd. They'll share many files and elephant news. So you juggers, you keep chugging that booze. They'll talk about James who gives it. All the extras not free and no one gives a shit. So go to the side, it's the open neck. I don't want to hear your excuses. You can listen now, download it. So spend some time with the open neck. for that i don't want to get sued but this is episode 23 23 23 of the open mick podcast i am chad with me as always is andy anderson irish andy anderson what's up and our special guest wrestler texas pete yeah texas pete here andy anderson sometimes best friend but sometimes rival Sometimes. You might know Texas Pete if you've been from uh, Wisconsin or Illinois. He's the guy dressed in pink and blue and purple and a bunch of weird colors dressed in pleather with the guitar. That's a great gimmick. It's it's a gimmick. It's hilarious. And it's, it's about all I got. Oh, it's great, though. When I first heard Texas <laughs> Pete, of course, just like with everybody else, they just assume a cowboy is going to come out and then we get the... Texas is in finger quotes. <laughs> it's a nickname like Jumping Pete or Interesting Pete. Right. But Texas Pete's from... He's Eugene, Eugene Oregon, Eugene but Oregon. some people claim Nebraska. Well, he's a Nebraska State Fair champion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Years <laughs> and years of wrestling at the Nebraska State Fair. Sure. Sorry to break kayfabe, Andy, but I recently found <laughs> out there is a Nebraska State Fair oh. re- wrestling, and there's actually a champion there. Well, that's fine. This is uh, this is work, shoot, work. <laughs> work so. sh- this is mostly work, sh- work or shoot, or just like, yeah. you know, work, shoot, whatever. Do T- you take it how you want to take it, Andy? Yeah, people can take it however they want you to. Take it how you want to take it. It doesn't. This is mostly a work or a shoot. You're you're also one half of the tag team champions of the JWA, are you not? I am. Me and Survivor Barry Wright, uh, undefeated in JWA tag team competition. We undefeated. Beat, yeah, we beat <laughs> Janesville's finance about thirty times. And they keep sneaking wins out. It's yeah. crazy. The thing I really like about you guys is that you watch each other's backs. We do. Like, let's say Texas Peak gets hurt and he's outside of the ring. Barry Wright's right there. Telling people to leave you alone. Yep, and if Barry's in the ring, I'm looking right at his back. 
Yeah. Lower back mostly. Right. Staring at it. Massaging the shoulders maybe. You got to keep that back fresh and clean. So yeah. There's real like real unity in your team too. Like before that last match started, I saw that you were up on the ropes and then he was kind of backed into you, you know, because together you guys are a lot stronger than apart, obviously. We were exchanging heat, so neither of us, <laughs> <laughs> neither of us freeze to death. Cold in the Try arena. To- that Trying really to keep our well. temperatures up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that match stole the show. God, I was laughing so hard at that match. Well, it's it's easy to steal a show with Rough Crossing and, uh, and Tyler Reagan's <laughs> Rough Crossing is smooth as silk. Hard to have match, bad match with that guy. Yeah. A lot of cool moves in that match, man. You're flying all over the place. I saw some good shit. I've, stuff I haven't seen. Trying to flip and fly. Awesome. I got two flashy moves and a stupid gimmick. <laughs> and what you should it's not stupid at all and what you should do every single time is have Barry Wright scream at somebody in the crowd because I got laughing so hard when he's yelling about that sign <laughs> it's just hilarious that whole match was awesome but Thanks, you man. you weren't always uh, Texas Pete though but wh- when did you start when did you start wrestling I started wrestling in 2004 5 2004 2004 what uh, so what what got you into wrestling like why did you start wrestling? I ha- I have no recollection of that. <laughs> I remember in about '05, someone asked me the same question, and I couldn't remember. Uh, really? Like you didn't always want to do it, or no? You know, you just... I, I loved wrestling growing up. I um I always wanted to be like a I always wanted to be Kevin Dunn. Honestly, I wanted to be like <laughs> running the cameras in the truck, okay. editing yeah. stuff and making you know, video clips and everything. And I don't you know. did that kind of for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, video editing is a hobby of mine, and yeah. I don't do it ever anymore, but. Nice. For a while, that was the interest, and uh, I wanted to be a wrestler. I guess I woke up one day and decided, maybe. Was there ever a time, like I know Aaron Xavier, I think he said it was the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior match, where he watched that, and he was like, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I was watching Friar Flanagan wrestling in Whitewater, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's the, he's the best. <laughs> See, I knew it. I knew there was one time. <laughs> I, was, I was going to school in Whitewater, and I saw a show. It had uh, Steve Carino on it, and of course okay. Andy was on it, and Adrian Lynch, and Long Time, and guys who became my enemies or friends, depending on which who they are. And uh, I don't know. They they said they got trained guys, and I had no idea. I assume they trained guys right there in Whitewater because I don't know any better. Right. They right. find out they didn't, and I <laughs> was a poor college student working two and a half jobs to pay for school. <clears throat> and I uh, started looking at schools around the area. I got hooked up with WOW Wrestling in Milwaukee with um, Steve Ramble Robinson. You went to that? I never went. I worked a couple of those shows. <clears throat> yeah, I heard you got dumped on your skull by a midget. By a midget. <laughs> Short sleeve Samson. <laughs> Who I had a great match with years later. <laughs> yeah. Probably my best match to this day. Yeah. And um, he didn't have a camp at the time. He never did again, but he was, you know, between camps. <laughs> so I kind of waited that out for a month or two, and then uh, I just started asking around. I emailed Justin Cage. Remember that guy? Okay, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, hey, I saw you at Whitewater. You were decent. And I emailed Chandler McClure. Okay. And both of them are like, go to Eric, go to Eric Priest, go to Eric Priest. So I emailed Priest, and he's like... For the cookies, mostly, right? Mostly for his wife's cookies. <laughs> this guy, Eric Priest's wife used to bring cookies to all the shows. Oh, okay. He's Eric Priest's a great wrestler, and he's a good guy. But you know? now you bring the cookies. I brought cookies last time, and I had cookies to bring tonight that are on my kitchen counter. Uh, I forgot. Somebody had been... to fill that void. Oh, nice. And they're awesome cookies, by the way. <laughs> what variety? Girlfriend bakes chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate. Un- undercooks by about six minutes. By six minutes. So they're basically cookie dough with a hard outside. Does she actually make them or is it just... No, she makes them. Tube it up and... Makes them. Cut them some bitches. 
Anyways, make a long story short, uh, everybody said Rock and Randy was the best. So after I talked to Priest's team, yeah, and then you, I just remember, I can't remember because I'm sure I was there for your tryout, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I don't remember it at all. I just remember you just at camp training, like you know, I don't, I don't remember the tryout or anything like that. Yeah, my tryout was a terrifying where, experience. Where was it in Cary or Island Lake? Island Lake. Okay, and uh, you were there, as was Black Elijah. Um, who uh, I loved Elijah Davis, Elijah Davis, Elijah Davis, Elijah yeah. Davis, yeah. who was an African American gentleman. Um, we exchanged a lot of mixtape, <laughs> <laughs> okay. and then uh, Brandon Blaze was there, and Brandon's the one who gave me all the bumps and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And I was scared to death of Brandon at the time because he was he's an intimidating dude. He was he was there when I first started yeah. my first tryout, and so. I hated Brandon for a long time, and then I liked Brandon for a long time. I still nice. do. I got no problems with Brandon. He's a good guy. <laughs> no, he can work. He's good. Yeah, man. You know. And assuming he's not around Steve Stone, he's a great guy to have in a locker room. I like Steve as well, but he put the two of them together and they feed off each other. What do they do? Yeah. They're just jerks. Yeah, not jerks. They, you know, they just like to. They like to have fun. Tickle fight. I like. Yeah, <laughs> mostly tickle fighting. Um. <laughs> Poor Steve Stone. Did he like break his neck or something? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm he got really some sure. injury and could never wrestle again. I just remember he quit or something. He couldn't no, he got injured. For really. some, yeah, for some reason, but I don't remember. I think he like broke his neck. Oh, jeez. Did you ever get hurt? Oh, yeah. I see you getting thrown around quite a bit. And... Never, like, seriously. I had a, a strain in my ACL when I first started. Yeah. And that never got better for a long time because three, three times a week, Andy would kick my leg. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember when, uh, I can remember... Um, one time, didn't you hurt your back or something? And I kept hitting you with the back brace. I think that was the, I think that was the <laughs> knee. I think that was the knee brace. He takes my knee brace off and he beats my knee with its own brace. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't help things that hurt. It's a detriment. I don't know. The worst thing I think was the, uh, when the dude sat on your face. Yeah, I took a top rope leg drop to the face. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> From a big dude. Yeah, 300 and some pounds of, 290 of Jet Bennett. Uh, busted my eye socket. Really? Yeah. Wow. Got rushed to Mercy Hospital in Harvard. I was there for that. It was crazy. I had a really bad concussion. Like I couldn't even like make a sentence. He out was of out of it. It was me, you, and uh, and Stash. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Jay Cross. Oh yeah, he was there too. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, so- and and um, your buddy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, and um, yeah, I was I was there for a couple of days, and then I went to Mercy Janesville for a couple of days. Oh, you're yeah. actually in the hospital for... Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Was, oh, oh, dude, it was like crazy. Four days. That was a good one, huh? And then uh, once I was able to, like, get mobile, they sent me to Transformations Madison to get a plastic eye socket. Which one? This one. It looks fine. It looks good. Look. Yeah, I mean, if you, you can feel, like, where the bone stops and the plastic starts, but the whole... Oh. For the people on Ustream, here and down's all plastic in my face, but I'm okay now. It was crazy. Doesn't that make you nervous while you're wrestling now? No. You need one of those, I don't know, you guys don't watch wrestling anymore, but um, Cody Rhodes had this, like, plastic face mask he wore yeah, for Scotty a long Yeah, Scotty Steiner had one in, like, the mm. late 90s. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. should wear one of those. Protective yeah. mask. A bunch of guys in the NBA have them, too, right, when, like, they yeah. break their noses and stuff. Yep. You like, Rip Hamilton. Mm-hmm. He wears one. Who's that? Is that a basketball player? Yeah. No. <clears throat> That's crazy. Um... So you started in 04, but when you, well, how soon did you have your first match? So you trained for a while. Yeah, I started training like maybe December. And then uh, when I hurt my knee, I took like a couple weeks off in there, like maybe a month or two. I think I had my first match in like June. Do you remember who your first match was or no? I do. Uh, Black Elijah. Oh, was he? He was Booker D. Dion Davis. <laughs> 
And now that he's gone, I stole both of his cool moves. But I hit you with the X Pac. That's right. You do do that move, don't did you? The headbutt to the, the headbutt, nuts. Yeah, I stole. I did every match because I run out of stuff to do, and <laughs> I, I took it from him from that very match. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was an awful match. Just terrible. It was on, a, and worse yet, it was on a five match show. He worked twice, and uh, ugh, what a mess that show was. But when you first started, you were Huevos de Oro Numero Dos. I was for a while, not at first. My first match, I was um, the Wisconsin Chicken. That's as right. As most of Randy's <laughs> graduates are for a while. And then I was uh, a nin- Ninja Zero One for a while, tagging with Hard Body Rick, who right, was Ninja Rick. Zero Two. Rick! 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 Love Hard Body He's Rick. just a sexy Rick. Aaron, Aaron Xavier checking in, by the way. He says, Texas Pete. That's just great. <laughs> he did it the, like the bunch of X's, bunch of A's, bunch of S's. So he's right. yelling at it. But you never wanted to do Huevos de Oro. No, I, I, I didn't at the time, and I still don't. But it was way over. It, it no, was great. It People loved it. Which one was that? It was just a gold mask. It's it's a 150-pound Irish white guy who can't tan in a lucha hood doing a bunch of half-speed lucha moves. With a sombrero and a blanket. I saw that. Yeah, it's not good. When you guys first started the JWA, I saw a video of you of you as that guy wrestling mm-hmm. the cowboy. Mm-hmm. And one of you, I don't remember which one, one of you was riding the other one like a horse, and it was oh. pretty funny. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm sure that spot was in there, but I don't remember who it was. Like. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But I was also Brendan Blaze for a while. Brendan Blaze. Brendan right? Blaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to replace Brandon Blaze on the show. But how long did you do that? You did the Huevos gimmick for a while. I did though. the Huevos gimmick for like from probably the end of 05, the end of 05 <laughs> until 2010. Until Texas Pete was born. It was actually 30 seconds after I busted my eye socket as Huevos, Texas Pete was born. Because I wrestled twice on that show. I broke my face. Uh-huh. We did the intermission, and I was the first match back from intermission as well, so I quickly changed my gear, and I had a concussion. I still don't remember the match to this day. My, I, the, I broke the um, my sinus cavity. My I, eye is my eye is just all bad, and uh, my sinuses, my eyeballs filling up with blood. Yeah, and my sinus wall breaks from all the pressure from the blood. And I go to the sink to blow my nose. I think my nose is stuffed up, but it's really filling with blood. I go blow my nose, and I I lost legit like a quart of blood in the sink. Oh man! And I turn around, and I, I'm white <laughs> as a ghost. I'm terrified because. I don't know I have a concussion. I don't know anything's broken. I just know my eye hurts. And I turned around to my opponent, uh, Dinty Moore, who's a great guy. And, uh, <laughs> Dinty Moore. He wants to do with Matt Winchester, he wrestles us now. And he wants to, and he's got all this crazy stuff he wants to do. And I don't even, I look at the guy, I don't even know who he is at the time. And I'm just like, I'm wrestling you? He's like, oh boy, here we go. I had a great match. <laughs> <laughs> what professional he was. We went out there and, you know, he just carried a concussed half-conscious Pete through a match. No, what, uh, so how was the Texas Pete thing born? Are we just trying to put over Stash Anderson here, is that what we're doing? No. <laughs> oh, did he come up with it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. We were riding to that very show, and I said, oh, they need me to wrestle twice. Make sure you give him credit. But people kept... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he gets really <laughs> He, all, he <laughs> always <laughs> gets credit. He always gets credit. But, but people were coming up with different parts, though, right? Yeah, he came up with most of it. I mean, he's just like, here's what you do. You, uh... Because I had the I had wasn't the same colorful tights but colorful tights. I'm like I'm gonna wear that, and then it's actually his jacket. I, I said I'd give him like twenty bucks for it. I never did. <laughs> I think he paid more than that. And he's like, wear this jacket, and I'm like, I got like colorful tights, and I'm like, I'll just like dance and be an idiot. And he's like, yeah, you dance and be an idiot, but you're a you vampire pirate, but your name is Texas Pete. <laughs> he came up with the name, and there was some more like to it. <laughs> I was an Eskimo or a pioneer. Or, there was a couple more gimmicks in it, but they just never made it to air. <laughs> 
I think it was pretty good. Where'd you get the kitar? Uh, kitar ahead. Oh, really? Sarcastically, anyways. I got it on Craigslist. It was... Huh. I don't know why I felt I needed a key tower. I went through a phase in my life where I was un- unhappy, but buying expensive things made me happy Yeah, for like a day. I ended up with a DeLorean out of the deal, so that's pretty cool. The dude's got a killer DeLorean. That's You didn't drive it here, did you? It's pretty yeah, awesome. It's middle of winter, man. Storage. Stainless steel, homie. It's not going to rust. <laughs> the, the underside's not. Oh, okay. I've seen so many like where the underside, the body lasts forever, but the underside goes bad. How much did you pay for it? <laughs> 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 oh, look. So uh, we got we're drinking a Lake Louis Cream. <laughs> I brought beer because I thought it was the podcast thing to do. I heard a couple other guests do it. Oh yeah, it is. A lot um, of people. My, my dad is actually friends with the guy. Um, I, his name might be Louis. I forget. I was like ten last time I met the guy who uh, owns and runs this. He run, he uh, makes it out of like the back of his house. He's got like a barn behind his house and all the beer. Nice. It's made in there and uh, up in Arena, Wisconsin, which is. Right outside Mesa Maney. Oh, okay. Does he ever go to the nude beach? They got to get nude... sick of people talking about that. But Probably. My, I, that's all I think of. My, my uncle used to go there. Yeah. That's gross. He is. Was it over 10000 for your DeLorean? <laughs> <laughs> but it did come with the jumpsuit and um, goggles. It so. did, yeah. The people who had it before me, um, the, you know those like... Like they're like mobile homes on trailers, but it's like the house pretends to start on fire and you gotta escape it. Like they take it to schools and stuff. Yeah, you say yeah, like you know. I don't. I'm just saying yeah. You're well, right. I went to, it's called a burnout. I went to one as a kid. They come to your school and all the kids have to like in the house and oh no, the house on fire and you gotta like go out the window or whatever. They used to be on one of those. They'd say oh, want to see a DeLorean? And kids would be like oh yeah. Oh now you're here. You gotta learn about fire safety. And kids oh, would be like, dude. Kids would say drats or whatever the kids say these days. Horseshit. I don't know about that. So, um, anyways, it so it had the um, the whole suit. There's there's a uh, trap door like under the driver's seat, which was used to smuggle cocaine into the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, in mine, there was no cocaine, but there was a jumpsuit and goggles and the whole like um, Doc <laughs> Brown outfit. So it's pretty cool. Oh, did that push up the price at all for that? It did not. Or at least well, I don't know. Maybe it did. Do you have a custom license plate where it says like one point one G watts or anything? No, I I one two one or whatever. I thought about getting uh, out of time, but I wasn't. But first of all, it's taken, and second, by another DeLorean, yeah. and uh, by another Mazda. I don't know. <laughs> a dumb license plate on some other car, I suppose. <laughs> Just be a dick with it on, like a Chevette. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. It's going to be a DeLorean one of these or, days, or, or Chevelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but I wasn't. Cons- it, it doesn't make any sense to get a customized plate that you're going to keep it five years. And I was pretty sure this was just like, I'll have it for this summer and get over it. Yeah. And I didn't. I got really into it. How long have you had it? Five, six years. Yeah. I remember riding in it to, to a camp one time yeah. and uh, just scared shitless because, and I remember too, we went through a drive through with it. Yeah, that's a mistake. And you, and you forget, like the the window didn't go all the way down. The window is about um, <laughs> the window is about eight inches. The window is like fake, like it doesn't roll down. <laughs> Just the bottom, like eight inches, rolls down. Oh, so you are, you are unable to get drive drive food into the window. My my when I first got it, it might have been with you. I got I went to I don't know, Wendy's or something, and I I'll go with the sixty four ounce soda. And I had to, I tried to it get it be. sideways into the window, and I dumped the whole soda down the side of the car. <laughs> I don't know. Were you there? Was that with you? Or yeah, it was. That's funny. <laughs> so I live and learn. So now when I go up, when I get to the, I go, I open the door, and, and then that's the, awesome. The fourteen-year-old kid behind the counter, is, oh. and if it's a fourteen-year-old girl, she goes, "Why isn't your car painted?" <laughs> it's from a movie. How old are you? What year were you born? 
1999. Well, 14 years before that, there was a movie. You haven't bought any of like the mods or anything for the interior? <clears throat> no. Because you can. You can get like yeah, the for flex no, capacity. You know, for like 25 grand, you can convert the whole thing to like a movie you know, yeah, prop. Yeah. Um, the guy who had it before me had the time circuits because there's Velcro where he had them. I tried to peel the Velcro off, but it's kind of like wrecked the leather underneath, so I just mm. left them on. It ruined it. Yeah. I did get, um, there's like a black trim kit that goes on the side that looks pretty sharp. My mom got me for my birthday one year. I never put it on. Someday I probably will. Hmm. Cool. You'd see about 25% of the cars have that trim kit. Have you ever rented it out or anything for parties or anything like that? No. Because I've seen, uh, it's funny because someone around here um, actually rented one out mm-hmm. for their kid's party. Like a birthday party or something. And they were looking all over and they were having such a hard time finding one. And then I heard about it, like, of course, like the day before. Holy jeez. I would rent mine out in a heartbeat. DeLoreans for rent. Texas Pete Wrestling at gmail.com. <laughs> or catch me on Facebook at Wrestler Texas Pete. Please rent my DeLorean. I need the money. There's uh, at Chicago Comic Con, which isn't quite the San Diego one. It's close, but they're going to have a it's time pretty machine. It's pretty much the same thing. They're going to have a time machine DeLorean there. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard yeah. some. Um, it's probably the, I, I read about one the other, the other day, somebody just finished making one, and they did, like, a really good job. They, like, conferred with all the original uh, prop masters from the movie and whatnot that made the original car. So it's, if it's the same one, I'm not sure, but... I'm not sure, I just... Recently, there was one made that's, like, the best one ever made. Didn't you tell me that that was going to be there? I have no idea. Maybe somebody else was... <laughs> I don't think so. It's on the website. All I know is that uh, Jason Priestley is going to be there. And that's what I'm excited that's about. That's a sale. Super excited. How much your tickets? <laughs> 40 bucks for an autograph from him. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. He charges for an autograph? Jason Priestley? He's got to make money. I'm worried the guy's got to make money. but you got to pre-buy him, too. How much? Pre-sale. Here in Anderson Tower, where the podcast is made, um, there's autographed pictures of wrestlers all over the wall. And if... Uh, I- I'd pay a Lex Luger autograph over a Jason Priestley one. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody's going to pay 40 bucks for a Jason Priestley autograph. I, it's rough. I, I saw a lot of the guys that I'm not sure that I would pay for. I There's 99% of them I'm not going to pay for. I mean, the only one that we were talking about was uh, Stan Lee. But... I was thinking maybe the guy from Weekend at Bernie's a picture op and then have him hold me <laughs> like I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys watch How I Met Your Mother? No. I've seen it, yeah. Uh, this week they had a great weekend at Barney's. Oh, okay. It was. I laughed pretty hard. It's, mm. I, I won't. Whatever. But like, yeah, they're going to have got, you know, a couple guys from Walking Dead are going to be there. Never seen it. I uh, have a feeling William Shatner is going to be there. Lou Ferrigno. He hasn't been announced, but there's a, a Chicago Comic-Con exclusive item that says William Shatner VIP access only. Mm. So he hasn't been announced, but <clears throat> that makes me think maybe he'll be there. Stan Lee's the one to get because uh, this will be your last chance. I mean, the dude's what ninety two. That's what we were talking about too. Yeah. I'm like, this is yeah. probably it. I mean, he's he's at a, he's at that those comic cons like every year, so uh-huh. it's not like he's <clears throat> he'll sign autographs till he's dead. But I'm going for the picture op with the uh, open mix shirt on. Yeah, Stan Lee. It's gonna be huge. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet penis. You guys are the comic books, right? <laughs> Uh, a little bit. We're getting ran sweet penis over. Sweet, yeah, he boom, does, he sweet does. penis. That makes him uncomfortable. I don't get it. No, oh, sweet penis, sweet penis. Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, dude, you'll never get it. <laughs> now, what's that? What's the voice? Yeah. The Rock and Randy, Andy and I's trainer. It's our trainer. Oh, man. he's the sweet penis guy? Oh, yeah. That's where I heard it from. Oh, yeah, yeah. But everybody says it. So. Everybody says it from him. It's contagious. He's got a lot of uh, randisms that... Uh, Spread through the wrestling world like wildfire. Yeah. Oh, dude, we got to get him on the show. 
Would he do it? I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. I think it'd be hard to get him here, but I'm sure he's all for it if he can find the time and yeah, sure has the it. means to get here. Uh, more Ch- uh, Chicago Comic Con. Uh, Linda Blair is going to be there. Will Wheaton from Star Trek and uh, Big Bang Theory. Will Wheaton probably just goes to all of the Comic Cons every year because that's I'm sure that's his only source of income. Well, he's, he's on Big Bang Theory quite a bit. Is he? Yeah, I've seen I've seen him there like once. I didn't know he's like a regular guy. Yeah, I mean not every episode, but you know he's the. The arch nemesis of Sheldon, of course. Oh, really? Okay. There's also going to be a Power Ranger there. Which one? <laughs> Six Green. Uh, Jason David Frank. Oh, sure. Which, didn't he fight MMA or was trying to? I have no idea about something? that. Jason David Frank is one of the uh, one original, of original ones, yeah. One yeah. of them were. Yeah. One of them tried to go to MMA. Never correction on the autograph. Uh, Jason Priestley is $30. Oh. Well, Jason Priestley is certainly worth $30. He's affordable. Lord, Lord is pricey. 40 is outrageous, but 30 signed me up. Actually, Stan Lee's went up. It, just, it was 50, now it's 55. So everybody oh. charges for autographs there. I, I've never been to a Comic Con. Pretty before. much, and you have to buy the tickets in advance. You have to pre buy, and then you have to pay extra for a photo op, right? The photo ops are a lot more expensive. Yeah. Oh. So you pay photo op and then autograph. Jeez Louise. But then you can also get the VIP packages with Stan Lee, where you have a meet and greet and mm-hmm. photos and all that crap. And you need to rub one out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't see that on there, but you might be able to. Um, it's $10 more. But yeah, the, now the photo op is eighty for Stanley, and if you're looking to get a Jason Priestley photo op, you're looking at fifty five bucks. <laughs> Be funny, but just fifty five dollars for a fifty five year old Jason Priestley. Just said included. <laughs> <laughs> He'll actually pay you for the photo op. That's forty dollars for the Andrew McCarthy weekend at Bernie's guy. Oh man, that's I'd rather get two Jason Priestleys than that. Up to two fans per picture allowed. <laughs> you'd think you'd always want two two people in the picture. Because I, I imagine you do the weekend at Bernie's pose and you need two guys for it. Yeah. I can't imagine there's a lot of him just like waving or whatever. <laughs> like, hey, I'm here with my two friends. We're doing any other pose in the weekend at Bernie's pose. <laughs> <laughs> you think he gets sick of people asking for the weekend at Bernie thing? That's, all, he, that's he all he's can't. got. Yeah. That's his source of... I'm sure he's plenty sick of it, but it's his source of income. It's <laughs> it's like Will Wheaton. You don't walk up and say, hey, Will, you know, how's your how's your painting going? Yeah. People are going to ask him about Star Trek because that's the thing he does. He's got to be. And maybe Big Bang Theory now. I don't know. Have you guys heard about Virgil from wrestling, what we he love, does? We're big fans of Virgil. What Virgil? Yep. You've what does he do? Is Virgil there? No, but he just but. shows up at stuff and throws up a table like on the side no, of the street. He doesn't. Or no, he does Who what? told you that? Go to Lonely Virgil on no. uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Here's the gimmick. Are you serious? They have, yes. they there's have... videos of him doing it in the subway. Like he's got a sign that says Virgil from WWE signing out, and he's just standing there by That's it. like a gimmick. He's not just like poor Virgil's oh, broke. Okay. There's a gimmick behind that. Like it's <laughs> to promote the website or whatever. But it started because there's all these pictures of Virgil at autograph signings with nobody there. Right. The gimmick is people wait until he's by himself and then snap the picture because <laughs> one picture went around at one point in time with him. It said Million Dollar Man and Virgil. Million Dollar Man went to the bathroom. Nobody wants the Virgil autograph. So dude's just wait, standing around waiting. <laughs> so somebody snapped a picture. It was funny. So since then, people just wait around until he is by himself and then snap the picture. Yeah, that's that's... <laughs> That's the original. There you go. 
for the listeners at home, just go on the internet and search of Virgil in your Google search. And Hashtag lonely. It's a lonely Virgil. Oh, that's funny. So, so that's the gimmick. And, and uh, if he's making money behind it, God bless him because he needs it more. Than Dude, I waited. I, when I was a kid, I waited about two hours after a, like a six-hour wrestling event in Madison mm-hmm. in the freezing cold. It might have been raining. Just to get a Virgil autograph. Same as I have the same story as you. Crazy. I sat sat through a uh, four week WCW Saturday night taping. Two hours of pop, so it's eight hours of wrestling. It's crazy. And then uh, used to do those all the time. I used to always go by Dane County Coliseum. Yeah. I used to always go behind the building where they came out, and I would get the world's worst autographs. I got Sonny Ono. (laughs) I got uh, Sonny Ono. Here he is on the side of the street. Poor Virgil. Trying to get uh, autographs. Oh. I feel bad for the guy. I don't know. Waiting in the freezing cold rain for Charles Robinson referee's autograph or Ernest the Cat Miller. Really? Or uh, Masterpiece Bodyguard Swole. <laughs> Lenny, Lenny Lane, who I, you know, wrestled with years later and waited around in the 20 degree rain for Lenny Lane's autograph. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I, I could remember uh, always waiting or like uh, trying to figure out where guys were staying, like mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or you'd or you see them at they the, all stay across the street at that sure. Yeah, and you or you'd see them at the gas station like shortly after the venue. Mm-hmm. Did you run into like um, Uncle Arn one time? Um, at an airport, mm. but um, they used to come to Whitewater a lot mm-hmm. um, when right. I was a kid. Here he is in the subway. <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. Poor Virgil. That's a gimmick, though. Like, the guy is not so hard up. He's looking for autographs in the subway. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember when they used to wrestle in Whitewater, um, you'd see guys, like, um, you know, all the time. Um, like, uh, I remember, like, um, Shawn Michaels, Diesel. Um, they'd all be at the, at the, just at the gas station in Whitewater right so after was, the show. It was, like, so. businesses down 95 time then? Yeah, um, you know, that's when they, they'd wrestle at the college. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, all your guys, dude, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, all those guys, Undertaker. They even had a show in Janesville one time. Speaking of which, speaking of uh, downtime 1995 wrestlers, I uh, I recently Damn. bought Andy Anderson's original Nintendo. And when going through his box, right. I found a sweet Mr. Perfect bookmark, and I brought it for him <laughs> as a podcast gift. That's uh, right. It says, uh, forgot about it says Mr. Perfect always hit the mark Coliseum video. I'm not exactly sure why a bookmark on both sides promotes the at-home videos, neither of which promotes books. But, not sure. Uh, you I can hang even... it on your wall next to your Mark Jinderak autograph and your Johnny the Bull Stamboli autograph. Yeah, I don't even know where this came from. That's pretty cool. A lot of guys have a have a man cave at their and at their towers with a, <laughs> you know top wrestling superstars autographs. Andy Anderson has Mark Jinderak. <laughs> Johnny the Bull Stamboli. Who I didn't D- even know who they were. D'Lo Brown. <laughs> D'Lo Brown, Tajiri, Shannon Moore. I'm you know, kind of not scraping the bottom of the barrel because all those guys are great workers in their own right. But, you know, there's no Hulk Hogan. There's no Roddy Piper. There's no Ric Flair. No. But there is a Barry Darsa. Got an Ole up there. You do have an Ole. I mean, you got some good. You got Jerry Lawler, and he's, you know, he's made probably more money than anybody in wrestling history. You got Lawler, Ken Patera. Yeah, Ken Patera's up there, yeah, but, Bundy. Yeah, but Ken Patera's right next to Shannon Moore. It's no. like, where do you draw the line? Yeah. I yeah. mean, were you were you there? No, you weren't there. 
Were you on the white on the um, North Carolina trip where we had uh, booked Ron Killings and Jeff Jarrett, or was that when you were hurt? I wasn't there, but I've been on a show with oh, Ron Killings. Well, when we're not on the air, we'll, <laughs> when we're not on the air, I'll tell you a great story about how we pulled over and bought drugs from Shannon Moore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. When we're, I'll, I'll talk about how Shannon Moore sold uh, the whole car of drugs when we're not on the air. <laughs> That's awesome. The highlight was I was in the car with uh, Jet Ben and Ricky Thomas, and uh, okay. Ricky the Gun Thomas, of course, former NAWF champion, and Jan Jones. Rick, Shannon Moore's driving like a, when Hummers first came out, you know, it was like okay. mid-2000s, or early, you know, whatever. He's driving like a nice H2 with like 20-inch rims, you know, and Jan Jones goes, Jet Ben goes, we call him Jan Jones, old family nickname. He goes, what's that, is Blingmobile? And Ricky Thomas goes, obviously. <laughs> the whole car ride down was just... Nothing but bashing. Not bashing, but like, we're screwing with Jet Bennett the whole time. Yeah. 16 hours of Trevor stories. Jet Bennett's a indie wrestler from Wisconsin, and uh, and uh, he trained by a guy named Trevor Adonis, and most of his stories are about him and Trevor. But 16 hours down, referee Jimmy Kennedy turns and goes, Trevor who? Which was great. <laughs> Hardest I've laughed still to this day. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed that trip. I was hurt that Yeah, time. what happened to you? I was I might hurt my foot. Is that your something. foot? Yeah. You made some bad luck with your feet, huh? I didn't know for like oh. for years. You had like eight years of foot injuries, which turned yeah. out to be one bad, bad case of gout. Yeah, which could have been corrected years ago. <laughs> had no idea. Hmm. Sucked. So kids at home, if you're listening and your foot's hurt for eight years straight, go to the doctor. I went to the doctors. I've, I had it, everything, dude. X-rays, the whole deal. Um, tests, like, they couldn't figure it out for, like, 10 years. How'd they figure it out? Um, because randomly, um, one day, um, the joint to my big toe, I couldn't bend my toe. Mm-hmm. And it was all, like, uh, the joint of my toe was all swollen and red. Got it up. And that's, like, that's a common, like, textbook sign mm-hmm. of possibly a gout issue. But um, I'd never had that happen before. In 10 years, it was always my ankle, uh, in the joint of my ankle. Yeah. So, like, you know, it was just, like, horrible pain, couldn't walk. They thought it was, like, uh, you know, muscle, you know. They thought it was laziness. Muscle cramping. <laughs> laziness. Heard you can't walk because you're super lazy, the, doc- <laughs> the doctor says. But, no, it was a legit felt broken. Like, I'd have to use crutches and stuff like that. And uh, it would just always pop up at the inopportune time. I'd have a walking cast, you know, and. Wow. The whole deal. And then after, like, I don't know, a week, like, I'd be fine and it'd go away. Yeah. But nobody had ever suggested that within mm-hmm. 10 years because um, it's not very common in, like, you know, like, younger people. It's mostly older people that get it yeah. later on. So, like, nobody, you know, even, uh, I think, even think something somebody might have mentioned it once and they were like, no, couldn't be, you know, kind of thing. But, yeah, sure It's not enough. contagious, is it? No. I can't bend my big toe very well either. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling injuries, in my third match, I was in a battle royal before my match, and I was tossed out by Matt Longtime, and I uh, landed on my toe and broke it pretty good. It doesn't yeah. really bend the greatest. I think everybody, my first thing was a battle royal. Oh, most guys start so, out in yeah. battle royals if they're yeah. around. When's Janesville Wrestling Alliance going to have a battle royal? We haven't had one yet. That's true. Constantly guys are getting title shots, and I feel they're unearned. Texas Pete is on a winning streak for a long, <laughs> long time and hasn't got a title shot. Meanwhile, Yahoo's like Derek St. Holmes Esquire. Oh, I was just going to bring that up. 
real, real cards like him, Alex Bernardino. Alex Bernardino's got 100 title shots. And, uh, yeah, well. well, I mean, he's champion now. I'm sure it paid off in the end, but... Uh, in the tag ranks, man. Well, I think a battle royal would be Texas Pete's opportunity to prove that he's uh, going to be a capable singles wrestler in the long term for Janesville Wrestling. You don't think St. Holmes Esquire deserves that? St. Holmes Esquire is a, a phenomenal wrestler and deserves anything he's given. But he's got and the gym so, in the box. He's got a gym in a box. We talked about that. Remember, we, we tried, called him. We tried to call him. We tried right, to call him. Right. Yeah, but he actually brought the gym in the box. <laughs> yeah, to the to the show. I so. think you tweeted me a picture then. Yeah, I had to send you a picture. He bought <laughs> one. Pretty funny. I hate to ruin his story because he'll be on the podcast next week. <laughs> but, uh, he bought one, and, and I tell guess him to show up. <laughs> he was one of the first people who um, bought one, and like he called him. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you heard you bought one bear in the box? Let's be friends for life." <laughs> and I guess they've been like corresponding ever since. Let me show you that cross face chicken wing. <laughs> Crossface chicken wings and tap water. <laughs> that Benoit video. Yeah. You should play that on the podcast. Uh, we shouldn't. Is it of him killing his family? We should pull no, it it's up. It's a cartoon someone made of. It's a, yeah, kind of. It's a cartoon of it. It's, oh, like, really? it's like stick figures. <laughs> oh, no. And the wife says, What do you want for dinner tonight? And he goes, Chris Benoit would like crossface chicken wings and tap water. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible video, but. It's funny. Though. It's still funny because it's stick figures. Yeah. Crazy. You don't need to pull it up. I well, we've ruined the two funny parts. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, that's the funniest part. Oh, we can pull the audio from it. Well, what? Uh, I don't know who's so you. you who's a, probably the, the top famous guy that anybody remember that you wrestled so far? Because you've been all over the place. Oh, you know, well, that. You've just been wrestling in Janesville. You've been like all over, right? Yeah, I've wrestled. I a lot of guys don't realize it. A lot of guys don't. Uh, a lot. Some guys just stick around this area. A lot of guys don't realize I've been all over. Right. I mean, I've, I mean, for a while there though, like you wrestled around here, but then you left. I left the area yeah. and got some experience some other places. And then you came back. I, then I came back, and I'm using yeah. all I learned to make myself good. Yeah. Yeah. So who have you wrestled? Wrestled that's famous. Um. I mean. Other than I know you're famous too, but Pickin', Pickens are slim. I'm not like Andy Anderson where I bristled every um. name under the sun. But I've got my, I've got my King Kong Bundys in. I've got my yeah my Grandmaster Sex A's. Yeah, <laughs> short sleeve, short sleeve Samson. Yeah. Who I don't know if he's famous, but you know he's, he's on TV. He's on TV every time yeah. they need a really really good midget to wrestle. Nobody's like the top guy in the the micro that oh, micro I've never seen that. I forgot. Is that still on? I don't know if it's still on, but they tour all over the place now. Okay. So. Yeah, Short Sleeve Samson is the uh, the best midget mini person. I'm sure midget. He says midget, I think. He does. I asked him. Yeah. Speaking of which, great story. I told you before I had no stories, but I got one. Um, we're at a show. It's Short Sleeve Samson is on the show. He's wrestling another midget, his friend by the name of Todd Stone, who I don't think wrestles anymore. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I got to go pick him up from the... He's um, grumpy. Todd Stone? Yeah, he's always kind of grumpy. Yeah, I like Todd Stone's fine. I have his phone number. He's fine, but he's just always kind of grumpy. I have his phone number in case I need to book short sleeve ever in life or someone else does. <laughs> he gave me the number for the both of them. <laughs> so I have it. But um, where's the story going? Anyways, so I have to go pick up short sleeve Samson and Todd Stone. I remember this. And I have to take them to Office Depot because they lost <laughs> or forgot or ran out of 8x10s. They need to print a bunch of 8x10s up for autograph signings. <laughs> So I'm with, uh, so Rock and Randy, our trainer, and then later our boss, he's, he's like, Oh, Benny, go pick up the midgets at the hotel, drive them over to Office Depot, and then bring them to the building. And I say, uh, okay. Me- meanwhile, Ben's freaking out. No, I'm not freaking out. I'm pretending to freak out. 
I got no problem with midgets. They're just like human. You know, they're like human beings. He'd never <laughs> been around. He'd <laughs> never been around midgets before. Yeah. I don't think I had, but I wasn't freaked out. I mean, they're good guys. You were nervous as shit. I was not. <laughs> That's the gimmick, though. So I jokingly call my mom, and I'm like, "Mom, mom, what do I do? Randy wants me to take the midgets to Office Depot," and she's like. So? And I'm like, well, I don't want them. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> She's like, well, then just then just don't do it. Say no. You stand up for yourself. You, you don't do anything. You don't ever put yourself in a position to feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know, Mom. Well, like, do I pay for them? And she's like, well, no. I mean, they can pay for themselves. They're adults. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know. I don't know if I have to deal with the lady at the counter or not. <laughs> and she's like, no. And I'm like, what if they want drive through or something? She's like, well, take them through drive through I'm like, do I order for do do I, do I order for them? And she goes, they're human beings, Pete. <laughs> Did you lift them up into the seat and buckle them? No, no, they're adult. They're, like she said, they were, turned out to be human beings. Um, oh, no kidding. They were both great guys. No, yeah. no problems with you them. You had to let them out potty a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out they wanted a boy toy with their Happy Meal. They gave kisses. And- <laughs> <laughs> do midgets eat Happy Meals or do they eat the whole... Well, now, this is me being serious. Do midgets eat the same amount as a normal person? Their bodies are much smaller. I can't imagine they eat a lot. You know, they they can drink the same amount. I think they can only eat like half a hot dog. Well, how about that? I've heard that. (laughs) No, like, why would you hear that? You know that midget um, that Michael Jackson used to run around with, Mishu? He was like the smallest person in the world. He could only eat like half a hot dog. (laughs) What's the smallest person in the world? We're talking like maybe like a four foot midget. He was on record. That little little old dude, Michael Jackson. Todd Stone is like, he's like four feet. Troy Samson is like three and a half. They're both pretty big dudes. They're they're wide, they're built, they're they're athletes. Yeah. What do they eat? Do they eat up? The question is, can a Happy Meal fill up a midget? (laughs) (laughs) And we need the podcast listeners to... They might uh, need to get two of them. Podcast listeners, hop on Facebook, hop on the Twitters, hop on the website. You need to let these guys know, if if you know a midget, can a Happy Meal fill up a midget? I don't know about a Happy Meal, but I'm pretty damn sure of Mighty Kids. (laughs) They still make those? With the double cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Fat Kids Meal? That could probably do it. Supersized with a Coke. Yeah. That would do it. That is a good question. I don't know. I never thought about it. This is These are the questions that I think about day in and day out. I think about little else. I just remember in that, that time when... Uh, same 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 story, but um, I remember you asking me, what do I need to do? I'm, I'm nervous. You know, he's like, what do I need to do? I was not nervous. And I said... Uh, I was getting the gimmick over. I was not nervous. I'm not <laughs> all I midgets. said to him, I said, if one of them bites you... Grab onto them. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna have to go get your get shots in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. We do have a, a midget update. Um, really? Josh Josh Gravert's checking in, saying yes, a mighty meal would do it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, yeah. Josh. That's nice awesome. to hear from Josh. Yeah. I saw Josh last night, and I spoke zero words to him. Oh, I he, made. He wrote something about that too. Really? No. I. Oh. Really. <laughs> I, I I can't tell you the last time that I have been around six people for the whole for a three hour span, and I completely ignored one of the people. So Josh I, was the guy. I didn't cross paths with him. I didn't walk in front of him. I didn't make eye contact with him. Oh, I'm sorry, Josh. How are you? A handshake and a high five. And a hot dog. I spent most of my life or a mighty kid meal. I spent most of my most of my night um, telling Alex Bernardino how to act around other adults, mm. and then getting poked in the eye. By Alex? No, by uh, a different trainee of the Janesville Wrestling Alliance. What's his gimmick? His gimmick is he showing, doesn't have a gimmick. showing up and poking eyes, apparently. Oh, he's the eye poker. Yeah, his <clears> gimmick <throat> is to just show up and help out. The North American eye poker. <laughs> Take bumps. 
Oh, he's learning. He's Logan. A, Logan. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a student. This is my first time being around. I think he's been to training like three times in the past year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Years ago, I think he had some other training. Now, Josh is a ref, right? Josh is. Josh is a, a capable ref. Josh is a ref, yeah. I, I initially didn't like Josh. Like Josh very much now. Yeah? Remember? Why didn't you like him at first? I don't like anybody at first. <clears throat> no. Immediately, I, I go to intense hatred when I meet people and then work my way towards liking. Why are you so untrusting of everybody? I don't know. Pete didn't like me for a while. I always liked you. I don't know. Oh, you're the exception. I don't remember a time not liking you. But most, 90% of people, I don't like it. You know who else I liked were Aaron Getchell. Right off the bat, liked him. He's a likable guy. Yeah. Most people I don't like. Uh, I like Josh very much, though. He's a, he, he's leaps and bounds better every time I see him rough, and uh, he's a nice guy. Yeah. No That's problem. another guy I've known since, like, kindergarten. Who? Josh. Oh, that's right. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Plus, you know, they're dudes that, like, they show up, they, they're always there to help out, you know, they don't... He's a professional. They don't bitch. Yeah. They fucking... He's out hustling tickets, he's putting oh, up man. posters. He's, dude, dude he's didn't a, even... He's a dream to have around. Dude didn't even work our last show, because he he's getting other bookings now. I see that. All our guys yeah. are getting other bookings, which is really cool. But he got, uh, he had another booking obligation, he had to be at that, but he showed up and helped set up, you know? What heart that shows. Get things That's great. And then he then he drove to his other show. Yeah, you know, so putting in double time. So he, didn't have, cool. he didn't have to do that. Nobody no. would expect that of him. No, surprise me. I was pretty just sure. a great guy. I was like, huh? you know, crazy. You want a list of guys I didn't like when I first met them? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Everybody. I, I want to hear. What do you think of Derek St. Holmes when you first met him? Well, Derek St. Holmes came with. I've always liked Derek, but he came. He's prefaced first. I oh. had like years of stories about. I didn't meet Derek at first because he was on the outs with the places I wrestled. Not on the outs, but they, you know, he wasn't booked there. Yeah. So I had like other shows. I had many, many years of stories about Derek, and I, you know, I knew the guy quite well before I met him. But uh, you know, especially from when I first started training, I would ride to training with Andy, and Andy and Derek have a history. I, I just saw, have St. Holmes stories. We have yeah. St. Holmes history together. We saw him pee in a <laughs> coke can while he was driving one time, right next to us. Yeah. Did he? F- I, I've peed in a bottle before, and I'm more I'm more than filled it up. I, what do you would he cut off midstream? Jazz? I think he, he had. We're not sure. Because like twelve. <laughs> I don't mean, know. Remember he just set it in the cup holder. Yeah. Everybody's bladder. I couldn't believe he's really doing it. I'm like really. Everybody's bladder's different, but mm. you'd think if you had let's say a let's say, let's let's cut him a break and say it's an eighteen ounce bladder. It's a small bladder. Yeah. You release twelve ounces. That last six is going to be more uncomfortable than the full eighteen. Right? You're going to get the sting when you stop. Yeah. I don't know. I've filled up a huge uh, Mountain Dew bottle, mm-hmm. like the double size Mountain Dew bottle. Twenty four ounce ones. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm driving, just because I don't feel like stopping. It's an abnormal thing, but okay. Well, I would say most gentlemen like would stop. Wide mouth bottle. Or? It was a wide mouth. <laughs> You're damn right it was. <laughs> I did do that one time, but it was in like three in the morning, and I was driving. I didn't feel like stopping. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I polished off that Mountain Dew and hooked her up. Who else didn't you like? <laughs> What about Bernardino? Did you like him at first? No, not, like a, not in the least bit. I a lot didn't of like him at first. Really? Yeah. Alex Bernardino is the kind of human being that every single person who meets him will absolutely hate. Really? Until for a while. It takes, and he's he takes a long time for him to grow on you. His personality, and it's causing Andy and I trouble to this very day. Yeah. His personality comes off as just arrogant at first, but it's it's not. It's just, and it's not even like a facade he puts on. It's He's just a hard guy to read. I came and watched you guys practice one time, mm-hmm. and you guys were working with him, and you guys were really hard on <laughs> him. You have to be. <laughs> have to be, man. But he's getting better. Yeah. Dude, he seemed like he was doing good there. I yeah. saw him last night wrestling. He was kicking ass. He seemed good awesome. at the shows. Yeah. 
All the spots at camp. Oh yeah, fucking awesome. We're at, we're at. I was there. <laughs> but I mean, from you know, from when he started. Yeah. I mean. Oh no, he's. I like Alex just fine, and he's uh, he gets leaps and bounds better all the time. Yeah. Yep. Who else did I like? I hated Jay Cross with, yeah. with that passion for a long time. What about the Strangler? Um. Again, I had a story before I met him. The reason we got to know the Strangler was actually because of me. Randy is one that just likes to stir up stuff online. He likes to cause a ruckus. Yeah. And he goes, and, and for a while I had a, there's a re- message board for all the Chicago area wrestlers. It's actually for fans to know when shows go on, but I was, and there's. It's like a smart mark board, yeah, right? I, yeah, Mostly like, wrestlers are on it. Dude, it was like 3,000 members, and it's probably 200 wrestlers and eight fans. Oh, okay. All wrestlers have 30 names each. Yeah, a bunch of fake accounts. Of course, oh, and okay. I, and of course I was one. I'm at a fake account. And Randy says, dude, I need you to go online with your fake account and make fun of Diego's pecs. And I said, why? And I said, who's Diego? And he, oh, he's a guy from, I think he's in like central Illinois. And I said, but why? And he says, oh, I don't know. Just sick of the guy posting pictures of himself. His nipples like point out. And they kind of do. And I said, okay, boss, whatever you say. So I went on and made fun of his nipples. And then Randy plays good cop. And he says... No, Diego's oh. nipples are great. The guy is a great worker. Stop bashing him. And he calls me up and says, post again. So I was like, oh, Diego Diego sucks and his nipples are weird and he's That's never going to make it with that body. And Randy says, oh, he's got all the heart in the world. He'll make it these someday. And he do, Randy do stuff like this a lot. And, oh, man, it, it's hilarious. I'm all for it. And then... I, and then it's fucking funny. So Diego emails him and says, oh, Randy, thank you. you know, Randy's a well, well-respected veteran. He says, oh, thank you so much for what you said about me. I really, you know, appreciate you coming to bat for me. This guy, I don't know who this guy is, but he's knocking me. Uh, you know, I'm going to come to your next show. And he shows up in the next show, and we needed a guy, and he wrestled Andy Anderson, I think. And they had a good match, and yeah. Diego um, became one of the... He went away for a while, and I don't know where he went. I'd never known him before. Yeah, I'd, I had I'd met him. Known him. So, you know, I felt bad for the guy going in, knowing he's only here because I made fun of him. Oh, you baited him, man. Yeah, and I didn't tell him for maybe, like... I told him, like, a month ago. Oh, yeah. That, hey, remember in 2005, that was me. <laughs> Yeah, Diego's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm so surprised. I, I wish I would have known him before. Hmm? Guy's awesome. Yeah. Is he a talkative guy? Like, sure. When yeah. he's not. Oh yeah. yeah. He's he's a um, a shy. He's shy, but he's yeah. If you engage him in conversation, yeah. he's not one to walk up and cause a scene like a Texas Pete or an Alex Bernardino. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> what about uh, who's the guy that did the Alex Bernardino uh, video where he talked about him for like three or four hours? Cameron Jacobs. Cameron yeah, Jay- yeah. What do you think of that guy? <laughs> Cameron Jacobs. He's a pretty decent guy, right? I have no heat with Cameron Jacobs. He's number one. He is number one. I've had a couple. I've, had, I've wrestled Cameron Jacobs a couple times. Uh, one time had a great match with him, and uh, he said it's his best ever. Well, I've seen him have better matches than that because it wasn't very good. But um, I, I have no problem with Cameron Jacobs. But I mean, when you first met him, I, I, I he seems like a nice. guy. I don't remember meeting Cameron Jacobs. He he struck me as a weird dude. And then like maybe the second time I met him, I had to pick him up at his house because he didn't have a car or yeah. didn't have a ride or I don't know what the story was. I forget at the time because that was a couple years ago. I just know him because he's like. Eskimo Brothers with somebody. He, he's Eskimo Brothers with Michael Mack. And that's how I met him. <laughs> what constitutes an Eskimo brother? He slept with the same girl. Yeah. Oh, I thought, okay. A lot of Eskimo Brothers in wrestling. Uh, Jay Cross found out he's Eskimo Brothers with Joey Rose. Jerry Rose grew up in yeah, that's middle right. of Illinois. Jay Cross lived in Janesville's whole life. They just happened to be Eskimo brothers. And they found out they were sitting around talking. And he mentioned a girl. I said, I know that girl. Boom, Eskimo brothers. Aren't you and Jay Cross cousins? 
we're not Eskimo cousins, but we're, <laughs> we're shoot cousins. Shoot cousins. Crazy. Which uh-huh. I didn't even know, and I worked the guy a ton of times, and it turns out we're somehow related to whatever. Yeah. Ants cool. or something. Co- cousins, Cr- not Eskimo cousins. Not just cousins. Just Plain cousins. old cousins. Right. There's, a de- there, there's a debate. There's but... a debate. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. From what, from what I understand, Andy's a happily married man. To a, wo- <laughs> to a wonderful lady. Yeah. I'm not Eskimo brothers with anybody. That's what he says. <laughs> so. And that's, that's as far as I understand, that's what it is, too. But there's a certain school of thought out there. <laughs> I don't even want to know if I'm Eskimo brothers with people. No, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you, don't want, you don't want that list. No. No, you don't. <laughs> um, what about Aaron Xavier? You like him? Well, you like him now, of course, but like when oh, you're... Aaron Xavier, uh, he, I know he's listening because he's a avid podcast listener. He's yeah. still he's still on there. I, I can't tell. There's no. people watching. I don't know who yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I disliked him. I remember not liking him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I disliked him. I, I remember. I just remember not liking. Him. <laughs> Every once in a while, a Matt Long time comes along where you meet the guy. And you're like, oh my gosh, I like that guy. Yeah. And. Uh, he wasn't on that list. I don't remember. I don't remember having any problem with Aaron Xavier. I like him very much. So now, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a he's a good he's just a good guy, good human being. I just remember Pete's my guy because like we were talking about the other uh, the other day. I was telling him how dude, all these people are hitting me up about working uh, uh, the Janesville shows, and they were like, all of them say they've met me before from Whitewater, but I don't know who any of them are. But like Pete knows like almost like who every guy is or he's heard of him. I oh, got a better memory for that than you. So, yeah, so I'll be like, Pete, who's this guy? And then you're like, ah, it's either like he'll he tells me, don't you remember we used him in Whitewater this one time? And I'll be like, no, but okay. Or he'll be like, oh fuck that guy, you know. <clears throat> so yeah, that guy's the shits. <laughs> or he'll just tell me, you know. Oh man, like Tyler Biggins last night talking about his Milwaukee guys. Yeah, I do. I was all kind of the same, you know. Yeah. You know, there are guys you could use, but there are a lot of guys you wouldn't want to use. Right, right, He's right. put him over as a friend or whatever. But. Right. <clears throat> Tyler Baggins is a legend at our house, too. For what? The My cowboy daughter guy. loves him. She got a cowboy hat. Good heavens. Oh, man. He's <laughs> Tyler Baggins is one I did not like. Wait, wait. When I met him, I kind of liked him. Yeah. But then immediately hated him. From, like, the second time I met him through, like, into <laughs> modern times. I like him now, <laughs> but I might not have, like, two months ago. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, man. Comes and goes, huh? Yeah. He's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I won't get into his. You can have him on the podcast. We might have him on. Yeah. We don't know. Now, another weird connection with me to Tyler Baggins. His mom grew up a block over from from me. Really? Really. I hate to date myself, but. Wow. Now, she was considerably older than me, man, but I, she I, knew my brothers and stuff. I would date myself if I had a chance. Really? Oh, yeah. Now, you've thought about that, too? I'm just thinking about it now. Why? Take myself out to dinner. You want to be your own Eskimo brother? <laughs> yeah. I just I like just hanging around out around the house if I'm not out wrestling. I think I, you know, I don't have to go take myself to a fancy restaurant. I could just stay in, have a movie, make a frozen pizza, boom, date. It, you know what you like. Frozen pizza in a movie. Right. So it's not like, you know. Yeah. It takes all the pressure off. And I could watch like I could watch like Mighty Ducks 2. And not have to hear complaining about it. Mm-hmm. Not that I've ever watched Mighty Ducks 2 with a girl and had her complain, but I'm sure if I put Mighty Ducks 2 in, the girl would complain. Yeah. We should quit the podcast now. Do you like Mighty Ducks? I'm like, I like, I, I, yeah, I like Mighty Ducks 2 a lot. I actually, in my... I don't I was, think I've seen 2. Two's the one with their Team USA. Oh, maybe it's, I have. It's yeah. way better than one, like leaps and bounds. I just remember one because it was, they filmed part of it in Mall of America. Yeah. That's where I, I actually two, saw it. Two, two as well. So... 
Oh, two they did too? Yeah, two they have to like reassemble the team. <coughs> Some of them works at the Mall of America and they oh, ride okay. their roller skates through, like pick up the team. I've said leaps and bounds three times on this podcast now. Sorry. But uh, I was my aforementioned buying stuff to make myself happy phase. It's yeah. gone now because I don't buy myself anything, but uh, not because I realized it didn't work. I also bought the movie worn Julie the Cat Gaffney. That's the female goalie. Mighty Ducks 2 jersey and my Mighty Ducks 3 Russ Tyler. It's Keenan Thompson. <laughs> really? Yeah, the movie, one of Disney's prop houses went out of business and they put like everything up for auction. And I paid way more than I should for like movie worn Mighty Ducks jerseys. And huh. I didn't get the one I wanted. How much did you pay for it? Glass <laughs> 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 of water. Was it like over 100? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't get the one I want. The one I wanted went for $1,000. And I kick myself for not spending that much, but I'm glad oh, I did. I can understand. I really that. wanted Gunnar Stahl. He was the bad guy in Mighty Ducks 2. Yeah. He was like the, the bad guy that... Iceland was the bad guy in that movie. Yeah. Team Iceland, and he was like their star player. There must be like a big underground following for Mighty Ducks, huh? I don't believe that's factual. <laughs> Somebody's spending 1000 bucks. That's crazy. I, I almost did. I put like... It was on eBay, and I think on that one I put like five hundred bucks. How many bids do you remember? Like, well, I'm mean, twenty, thirty. I don't know. That's not really. Didn't you like bid on a the actual chalk plans of the flying V? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I probably would. I like <laughs> I like movie stuff. Do you have any other movie stuff? <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> not any cool. I have um. I'm really into Disney's Heavyweights, and I'm really into um, the movie The Wizard, and I have the original first draft screenplays for both, and they're very, very different movies. For Did both. you freak out if you ever met Fred Savage? No. Wasn't he the Wizard or in the Wizard? Yeah, he's the brother of the Wizard. The brother, okay. He's the he's the main character. The main mm. he's not the Wizard though. Um, the original movie had like him and like three of his friends hauling his retarded brother around playing video games. Yeah, and uh, they had to cut those guys out of the movie for time constraints and refilm a bunch of stuff because the original screenplay is like if they'd made it, it would have been like a six hour movie. Why do you like that movie? And not there's anything wrong. I'm just curious. Yeah, I grew up with it, and I as a kid, you know, yeah, as, as a kid, you get your six VHS tapes, and you watch them over and over and over. Oh, sure. I never grew up, so I still like those movies. You know, that's a great topic. Like, what mm. were your what were your VHS tapes? Because well, we, I'll tell you right now, it was Wizard, Mighty Ducks Two, Heavyweights, Don't Tell Mom, Babysitter's Dead, Camp Nowhere. Those are my five tapes I watched all the no time. No kidding. Mm. Did you street, have like that? Street, and just... street Fighter with Mine was Jean-Claude like Van Damme, Karate Kid, uh-huh. One through Three, Little Monsters. Um... I don't know, Goonies maybe. Yeah. See, we yeah. had Goonies, Return of the Jedi, yeah, uh, uh, Caddyshack, and then a, a movie from like the 60s called The Great Race. Caddyshack. And we watched definitely. those over and over mm-hmm. and over. Yeah. And if, in those movies are on TV, now you stop and watch it for a couple I still could watch them. Because oh, yeah, yeah. you grew up with it. Uh-huh. It's a great topic. Actually, this topic was a uh, former podcast guest, Stosh Anderson, turned me on to that topic. That mm. You're always going to be in love with the six tapes you had as a kid. Kids that is interesting. Nowadays yeah. don't have that problem because they got 300 DVDs and they can turn on HBO anytime they want and watch whatever. But Yeah, my, my kids have iPods and iPads where they can just on-demand watch anything they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a little locally owned community cable with like eight channels. Yeah. So I didn't, and none of them were movie channels, of course. So. Where'd you grow up? Uh, just outside of Madison. Or just outside of Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> just outside of Madison. Um, little small town. Cottage Grove. Oh, yeah. And I had Cottage Grove community cable. Channels uh, 2 through 17. Remember when I was a kid and we had cable and it uh, stopped at 21. Mm-hmm. And 19 was MTV. 21 was MTV. Yeah, right? but what was it, though? Um... Some of those didn't count, though, because, like, t- 13 was C-SPAN. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 2 was, like, 
you know, like the call diggers hot. Here's the diggers hotline number that just went across the bottom of the screen. Do you remember the name of the cable company? Well, there's Jones Communication when we were really young. Jones, Jones, maybe, or Jones Intercable is what it was. Do you remember the times when, like, uh, if you were going to get, say, like, because I remember when I was a kid, like, I got all the like the wrestling pay per views. Yeah, and you had to like go there and rent a box. get a box. Yeah, uh, we uh, if we had that, I didn't know. If we uh, had that, my parents didn't smart me okay. up. They probably like don't tell the kid about the cable yeah. boxes. You actually it's had expensive. to go rent a box to get the thing, and then sure. when the pay per views over, the next you had like. 24 hours to get that box back mm. or you lost your deposit or something yeah and the deposit was expensive not only yeah. did you have to pay for the pay-per-view but you had to pay to rent the box mm. yeah i was yeah. just informed that i couldn't get the wrestling pay-per-views because it wasn't available in my area and I said, but oh, the pay-per-views were cheaper then yeah and a little you, bit you could turn to the channel that the pay-per-view is on and you couldn't see the picture where you could hear the audio yeah oh. i may or may not have listened to quite a few <laughs> of them pretty slick and every once in a while it would like the picture would unscramble for a minute, and it would go back to scramble. What's funny about that is because I always used to get like the, um, you know, like the Survivor Series or the um, Royal Rumbles and WrestleMania stuff like that. And then like, then uh, the deal was like you could put a tape in and record them while you watched them. But then um, I remember like we didn't get them for a while. But like sometimes I'd have people come over and watch like the things. And I, I remember. Uh, St. Holmes would come watch um, a couple of them here and there. He's like, oh, you guys are getting it? I'll come check it out. And But then I remember he was like, one time he was like, oh, I'm getting a fight at my house if you want to come see it. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know there was anything on. And it was like a Starcade or something like that. But I wasn't smartened up at the time to like that there was a, you know, like NWA and like. Oh, that was the opposite. I didn't know there was a WF. <laughs> yeah. So it was crazy. And then I, that just like. I was like, oh, my God, there's this whole other thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think then uh, it's when I saw, like, uh, like Sid Vicious, Brian Pillman, like all those guys. Okay. The, the, um, the Z-Man. Um, Tom Zink. <laughs> well, I was the exact opposite. I grew up on, on WCW. <clears throat> That's and, right. And that's right. Uh, I knew WF existed because I had the video games. But mm. if it was on, I would have flipped right past it. I would. I I put zero care into watching that. It just um, it seemed it was colorful and cartoony. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and lo- the larger than life characters that everybody grew up loving, I thought were too large for life. I was kind of WCW seemed more down to earth. Like this, it looked like a sport as opposed to a show. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of I was more into that. I knew a guy um, from Janesville that had um, every nwa tv show like on vhs really and like he had them all labeled and shit and dated and um i knew him because he was like uh um like one of my cousin's uncles or something on that side and he let me borrow tapes like yeah take whatever you want you know Hmm. and uh so like i started watching a lot of old like nwa tv magnum ta yeah all that stuff and i was just like this is awesome why isn't this still on it's so much (laughs) it was so much better than the i'll go go straight to the tl hopper but the tl hoppers of the the other channel i mean it's dude it was like they're real people yeah it's like real life you know like it's not this it's not this uh you know like we've talked about these cookie cutter yeah guys especially now everybody looks the same i mean these guys look like you go to the store and see them and mm-hmm. you know that's why i think a lot of people like uh our product that we got going on it's because they're all like normal guys it's entertaining too yeah. you know it's yeah. not over Mag- the top and magnum ta is the kind of guy you'd see at the grocery store yeah but he's the toughest guy at the grocery store if there was a grocery store champion gall darn it he's the guy right as opposed to like hulk hogan he's like a walking superhero Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Dude's yeah. gonna get mobbed everywhere. Yeah. I always remember the the old uh, 
you know, back in the eighties when they showed Hogan pull up on the motorcycle and then immediately in the parking lot immediately like mm-hmm. ten thousand people are mobbing him. Yeah. Do you remember that? Heck with that guy. No, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't watching. My first <clears throat> intro to Hulk Hogan. I mean, I, uh, of course I knew who he was, and I, he'd be in video games. So my first real time seeing him wrestling was when he signed the contract to fight Flair. Oh, okay. At, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say like Great American Bash, mm. Bash at the Beach in late '94. I'm sure one of your thousands of listeners will send an email telling me that's not right, but uh, <laughs> you know, since we're on so early today, there's not a lot of them on there. But hmm. well, I'm sure that wasn't the right event, but I'm pretty sure it was like summer in '94. Josh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, Josh would know. He's, he knows a lot. Yeah, he's like um, a different guy involved. Used to be involved with JWA. He knows a lot. Yeah, but you've also watched a lot of ECW. No, or no, a little really. bit, right? You watched a little bit. I'm honest, a couple times. Yeah, and my and it was at the very end. It came on TNN. I never saw it before okay. then. No, I mean I was really into WCW when that went under. I tried watching WWF for a while, and then uh, you know I watched it for like a year or so. I got really into Ring of Honor until I started wrestling. That's right. That's right. You know way more about Ring of Honor than well, just about like the anybody I know. original Ring of Honor. I don't even know who's on there anymore. Yeah. Alex Bernardino could tell you all about that. He was correcting me last night, <laughs> but uh. I got really into that for a while, and then once I started wrestling, it ruined it because that's not wrestling; that's a video game. Yeah, they're yeah. just they're just doing moves, which unfortunately is a lot of what indie wrestling is right now. Yeah, and um, TNA's X Division is not far behind. They're just doing moves. They're just my turn to do a move, your turn to do a move, my turn to do a move. Uh, when I when I catch it here and there, it's a lot of uh, no selling. Oh yeah, of just, the moves. Once, Everybody's popping finishers right and once left. Once you take your yeah. once you take your move, you pop up and pop give, up give and, a cooler move. Yeah, and that continues until the coolest move is done, and then you want to do it. And it's just stupid. I agree. So I got out of that, and then I just started watching old AW. I, then I, I watched AWA for the first time. Watched that for a while. On ESPN, like the old ESPN two. I was watching tapes, but uh, on, or on the internet. But man, now that that's on the same time as Raw now. Yeah. Texas Pete trademarked Monday Night Wars two. <laughs> they have AWA on ESPN Classic the same time as Raw every Monday. Listeners at home, check it out. It's I awesome. didn't know that. It's, I'm it's gonna have awesome. to check that out. And AWA wrestled in Whitewater. Yeah, I watched which it. Which is really cool. I yeah. watched it two weeks ago, and it was great. I've been obsessed with the old wrestling. I was telling you guys about watching the documentaries on that mm-hmm. stuff, and there is something pretty cool about it. There's also no comp- no real competition in wrestling now, so it's just the same garbage over and over, and mm-hmm. it's not entertaining like it was when there was the Monday Night well, Wars. It's and- cool seeing how like back back in the day, like guys would wrestle in territories. Yeah, and then if they were to go to a different territory, that was huge. Mm-hmm. And um, or then when they would try to do the um, inner promotional shows, and then like you know nobody wanted to put over the other guy's champion right. and stuff like that. Um, like, so they'd all end in like a schmoz. That stuff like only that. started because Vince was starting to take over. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, uh, Hogan versus Flair was Bash at the Beach in '94. That's what I said, right? Yeah. Oh, who says <laughs> so you're that? correct. Who told you that, Josh? Josh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's right here with us. <laughs> yeah, no, I, was, I think that's what I said. I might have said Bash, the Great American Bash, but um, you said at the beach. Oh, great! Because when you said that, I'm like, yeah. they did a whole series of nitros from the beach, like down in Panama City, and every Monday, or every Monday, yeah, every single Monday, every um, like. Second or third week of March, they would do a like a poolside nitro from like maybe like ninety six to the end. Yeah, and uh, and one of them, our trainer Rock and Randy, was thrown into the pool by uh, Lex Lex Luger. That's right. That's right. 
Also and, confirmation that that was Hogan's debut match. Yeah. Who is your favorite Nitro wrestler? Because mine, and I think everybody knows, is El Dandy. Well, I mean, who would one be to doubt El Dandy? <laughs> he's a terrific wrestler. And then psychos- or Hypnosis, he's the uh, Hypnosis. highest flyer, the highest magnitude. Yeah. Great wrestlers. I'm no one to doubt El Dandy, but who is your favorite dudes? I mean, growing up, it was Sting. Yeah. I mean, you know, from... Original Sting? Blonde Sting? I'll take any Sting I can get, really. Okay. I'll even take TNA Sting over half their roster. Yeah? I'll take 50-year-old Sting over a no-selling Frankie Kazarian. I like I liked the blonde Sting. Yeah, Sting, yeah. Sting Flair? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and I grew up on, on Sting, you know, being like seven or eight when the parents go to bed, flipping on TBS on Saturday and yeah. being Sting. Um... Later, as I got more into it, I, I liked other guys. who were I always liked Uncle Arn, Arn Anderson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Disco um, Inferno. Love yeah. Disco Inferno. Um, I got more into it as I got older. I started really liking Harlem Heat. Yeah. Big Book, Harlem oh, yeah, Heat. Booker T. Loved them both. I like yeah. I might like... I'm not gonna. I won't say like Stevie Ray more, but I sure like Stevie Ray. Yeah. Obviously, Stevie Ray sucks, and Booker's really good. But I think the tag team was good, but they were nothing without Sensational Sherry. Yeah, that added. Or I think she was. Mm. Was she scary Sherry at that time? Might. She might have been. Yeah. She's dead. Yeah. I got really into them. Uh, once um, the ECW guys started coming, I really liked uh, Malenko. And then I started. Oh, I loved Malenko, Benoit. Man of a Thousand Moves. Yeah, Malenko. Or Malenko or... Malenko's still a favorite. Not that he still wrestles, but I I, I watch him anytime I get an opportunity to. But uh, Mongo, you like Mongo? Never got into Mongo. No. <laughs> Might be because he's a bad wrestler. What about uh, who's the defensive line coach for the Packers now? Kevin that... Green. Kevin Green. Green. Yeah. Even Kevin I didn't understand. It's like, what are they doing? It's not. They're not getting a rub from a C-list NFL player. It'd be one thing if you have Reg. You know, they, I guess they did have Reggie White, but you don't get anything from Kevin Green. Like, yeah, it's Kevin Green, but Refrigerator Perry. Oh no, he was in WWF. Like that's yeah. that's the rub you want. That's yeah. oh. Oh man, look, we have the biggest star right now. It's Refrigerator Perry, and he's on whatever. Yeah. Or hey, Lawrence Taylor's. Not that that's a good WrestleMania oh, main event, but look, Lawrence Taylor's on our show. It's you know, it'd be like oh, hey, everybody look at you know AJ Hawk, who's popular <laughs> in Wisconsin, but half their fans yeah, in the country don't know who he is. Yeah. What? Uh, Josh just wrote Hollywood Blondes. Nah, no. I, mean, I don't know. They were fine. I like the team of Doom. I did like Doom. I was really into Doom. Doom was And then awesome. when um when Ron Simmons went solo, I was really into Ron Simmons. Yeah. I mean I was You like, didn't like the natural butchery? I like Ron Simmons better. Okay. I tell you what, I like popped for the first time in a long time at my house. I watched um a Farouk promo recently on Ahmed Johnson and I thought, wow, it fell out of my chair. It was intense. Oh, I was wow. I was I knew that was filmed sixteen years ago <laughs> and I was still a little scared that Ron Simmons would be behind my door. <laughs> He's like Oh man, Johnson, you think you say, say you're gonna take me to hell? Your hell's already started. The nation domination's gonna take you to hell this Sunday on a pay per view. Beat living, beat your living butt. <laughs> Ron Simmons is a scary dude. Oh, dude, I know. I wouldn't want to like be his roommate or anything. And then they boiled him down to just saying "damn." I, and I popped for that too. That was keep kind of on, funny. Keep, Damn. Keep him around. I like him. Acolytes. I forgot into. I, mean, I wasn't watching that at the time, but and then uh, to finish my who do I like? Um, obsessed with Lash Larue from the day I saw him. No idea why. 
Lash LaRue. Love Lash LaRue. <laughs> yeah. And I, from whenever he debuted, I think like 99 to the end, it'd be turn on Nitro and just wait for Lash LaRue. No matter what else happens, I'm waiting for Lash. Hmm. And I was into Wolf. I was really into NWO and then the Wolf Pack, too. What did you like? Horseshoe? <laughs> no, I don't like a horseshoe. Horseshoe! <laughs> the stupid gimmick that was. You like the NWO? Love the NWO. Which which one did you like? The red. Well, I mean, I love the NWO when they split. I was Wolfpack for life. Yeah, still, to, still to this day. Of course, of course, you have to be. It's too sweet. The Wolfpack is yeah. too sweet, but the, you know the NWO we're talking about there for oh the NWO was for life. The Wolfpack was forever. Uh, yeah. Just ask Conan, who's still doing the gimmick to this day. Let's assume, poor guy. Oh god! I told you a story the other day about meeting Conan. A new sitcom from the people that brought you the Open Mic Podcast. It's the Chuggers. So what it was, there ha, was ha, South Africa ha, in ha, the Olympics. That is so freaking funny. What are you listening to? Did not have the Open Mic Podcast. And it was like a I can't story, stop laughing. Right? They These guys are comedic geniuses. I've heard yeah, this one before. This know, is my favorite part. That he's a good guy. Ha, ha, yeah, ha, and ha. He can run just like anybody else can ha. run. Ha, 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 I just pissed my knickers. You should donate to the show. It's easy and you don't have to give much at all. Just go to www.theopenmickpodcast.com and click donate. You cheap sons of bitches. Ha, 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 It's a quirky couple we love to hear fight. It's the chuggers. Okay, we're back. All right. Uh, one thing over the break we were talking about was video games, and Texas Pete is a connoisseur of video games. I don't play them. I just collect them. Yeah. Now, what do you got? You got all classic <laughs> games? And... Um, mostly. I mean, I have, like, an Xbox 360 Yeah. for, like, modern games, but I, I have, like, eight games, and I play one of them. I just play Madden. But you collect, like, the older ones. Like I do, the, yeah. I have the, uh, original Nintendo. Yep. I got about 400-some uh, original Nintendo cartridges. Holy cow. Now, do you have a Nintendo that works that you don't have to blow on? And He does yeah. now. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I bought Andy Anderson's, and uh, it was incredible. It was, like, it was like, barely used. Yeah. Was I it did. one of the original or was it one of the top load? No, it was original. Not original. No um, kidding. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, it's in good shape. Yeah. Mine's in really good shape, too. I replaced most of the parts inside. I sold Andy's. Oh, you know how to fix them? Yeah. I have a top load that works. <laughs> Those work like all the time. Not the, the one I have is just like the old ones where really? it, like you got to blow in it and all that crap. I've never like, had one. Oh, man. It, we can get it to work, but sometimes you have to like jam paper in it to get it to... The is that the Super in there? No, no, they no, made, just a, they made a Nintendo like Slim. It's about half the. It's about, oh, oh, it's like this okay, big, okay. and you put the game in on top. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Do you ever rob the robot? Yeah. Does it work? Mm-hmm. I thought about getting one just to have and my have desk the, at work. And I have the I have the tops for it too. That's awesome. Most people who have robbed the robot don't have the weights he moves and the, the tops he spins. Yeah. That was a spin sound. That's <laughs> the international sound for spin. Yeah. I have Rob. I have uh, two power gloves. They work. I mean, they're functional. Power they gloves. Power gloves so bad. <laughs> I have. They're functional. They don't work. They don't. Yeah. You can't move your video game character with a power glove. <laughs> but the Nintendo recognizes the power glove is on and does things. The best part about the power glove, it looked cool. Oh yeah. Oh, it looked cool. I had a neighbor kid who would just wear one around all the time. He wouldn't do anything with it. I've been known just to wear it. it. 
you're yeah. one of those kids that would oh, wear yeah. it. Well, I, I mean, I got mine in like 2000. But Does sad. it still look cool? Absolutely. You know what's a bad toy? You know, basically that's the predecessor for the Wii. Yeah. Same technology, more or less. You know it's a bad tool when there's a fully functioning gamepad <laughs> on the tool itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you can sit and push the buttons on your arm when the thing doesn't work right. Yeah. That's just like give up mode, basically. That's great. That's crazy. So, like, you have your own pretty much used video game store? Yeah, I was, uh, I'm self-employed, pro wrestling, and, uh, I had no work through the whole month of, like, October or something like that, and I... Bookings? I had no bookings for for a whole month. (laughs) And I have a buddy who's into, like, he hasn't worked in years, and he's into scams and pyramid scams and make money quick and do this and do that and internet marketing, and honestly, the guy probably pulls in, like, five grand a year, if that. Yeah. Lives with his parents. He's, like, 30. It, it, it's more sad than it is anything. And uh, halfway despite him, I opened a used video game store out of my um, guest room at my house. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, it uh, made a lot of money. So. What's crazy, because you have, like, everything. Yeah. Like, where you can get it. I can get pretty much anything you need in a matter of a couple of days. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I so, wouldn't mind getting my Nintendo fixed. <clears throat> I know I can play all those games on, like, my, you know... Uh, you know what I mean, like on the computer and everything, but there's something cool about playing it on the original Nintendo. Yeah. Like I said, it works, but I mean, I got to dink around with it. And... I've seen more, like, I've seen more product just in 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 your, in your place than in most, like, chain stores. Yeah. You know? It's quite the guest room. Especially, like, vintage stuff. Like, How far back crazy. do you go? Do you go to, like, Odyssey or... I, got, I have an Odyssey I can't sell right now. Nobody mm-hmm. wants it. <laughs> oh, man. I bet my brother would buy it from you. I have an Odyssey, uh, Odyssey 200 yeah. that I'm looking to sell. I paid way too much for it. If not, he's getting one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Brother Chris? <laughs> uh, no, Everybody loves Brother Chris. <laughs> So my strategy is for those looking to start a business at home because they're unemployed and want to take money out of my pocket, I go to Craigslist. I make every single person an offer there of half of what I can sell it for. Yeah. And I sell it. And a lot of stuff sitting on Craigslist <coughs> for months and months on end. They never get any offers. All of a sudden, some guy offers them. You know, it's not what they're asking. Uh-huh. So people don't respond to them. And suddenly somebody's offering something. They take it. What'd you pay for the Odyssey? Too much. Uh, 50, 40 bucks, 50 bucks or well, something. That's not too bad. Yeah. And Did you go- get games with it? Nope. Okay, maybe it is kind of expensive then. Yeah. Well, the Odyssey 200 has games built into it. Okay, it doesn't yeah. take cartridges or discs or anything. There used to be, a, uh, maybe it was the Odyssey 2 that we had. We had a yeah. couple of different Odysseys. We used to go up to American TV and buy mm-hmm. cartridges. It was a big a big deal. But there was one, you could generic Pac-Man, and you could build your own maze on it. That's pretty cool. And that was huge. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's cute. be cool now. But, I mean, back mm-hmm. then that was a big deal. And I was such a wuss. I was just a little kid at the time, so I'd have, like, the easiest maze there was and but I, yeah, that was it was a big deal back then. I think Pickaxe Pete was one of the games, and I think this was the Odyssey 200. When I got, I bought it, and when I bought it, it didn't work. Uh-huh. And I had to um, rebuild it. I took it all apart. I got I replaced some parts in it, and I got it working again. And it just wasn't worth the money. But so that's my. Uh, well, where are you getting parts to fix these? Um. Well, I needed a new like. Uh, 
where the battery is held in, that part was all like shattered. Mm. So I built one out of hot glue. <laughs> hot glue and a lot of time. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not, I don't know, it's going to last, but it holds the batteries in now. And then uh, some capacitors and stuff I just bought at Radio Shack. They didn't have the exact same mm. uh, you know, strength I needed or size or whatever you <clears> call it, but uh, it did the job. Have you seen a lot of these, like, I've seen, like, pop up now. Uh, lately has been, like, some of these old systems will pop up as, like, people have converted them into other things like uh yeah I, i've sold a couple original nintendos to people who who were going to use them as a like not nintendos one guy was making a um dv player out of it oh yeah. that's cool yeah, yeah. one guy was converting his um stereo receiver putting it you know in a shell of a nintendo yeah yeah yeah. it's pretty cool i mean i don't know if i'd be into that because yeah. i'm picky about my electronics but we, we have some listener that says her boyfriend does the same thing but with cars Oh. Well, that's what adult males do. Right. <laughs> males who never grew up do what I do. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> Liz Hart's Ron says. I'm sure she does. Ron, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Ron's a great guy. All right. <laughs> he can work on cars. But no, I would love to have my Nintendo fix. And we had like a Pong game too. That was pretty cool when we were younger. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's something about the Nintendo. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing. But yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Like talking about DVD players and stuff, making, you know, like a modern use. Out of uh, modern you know. uses, the Nintendo games, man, you got to get some cartridges. Yeah, like, that's oh, true. Like fifty cents each. That's how much you sell them for. <clears throat> well, I the cheapest ones I sell for about fifty cents. Yeah. What about like you're getting a Mike Tyson's Punch Out? That goes about ten bucks. Yeah, because that's kind of a rare one because they took yeah. him off there after he beat up that one. Like, shit. like what do you think I get for the GameCube over there? Oh, GameCube's the worst. You can Honestly, get anything for it. If I bought that from you, I would give you six dollars. That is, GameCube is the worst system for resale value. Because they don't break. Hey, but six dollars is all I'm saying. That's what I buy. I, I I'll go eight. I mean, if you want to press my luck, I can go eight. No, you got to do the Pawn Stars thing, and you got to be like, well, listen, that's gonna sit on his shelf. It's for not a while. retail, right? I'll sell it's it right away. Retail. I have no problem selling it. I'm saying it's worth eight, but I gotta make. He's gotta make money on it. The issue is the GameCube games play. <laughs> the GameCube games play in the Wii. Anybody who's a Nintendo fan, they do. I know Anybody who's a Nintendo fan has a Wii as well, so they have no use for their GameCube console. Oh, yeah. And they don't break. So, you know, PlayStation 2s break all the time, so everybody's looking for a new one. There's still the, the demand. Mm. GameCubes have a lot of supply and very little demand, so it's I think it's the very worst system in terms of the console. The games sell great and are a lot worth a lot oh, of money. Oh, yeah, all the games you can play on the Wii. Games play on the Wii. It's awesome. No, the GameCube sucks. I have a stack of them at home. I, I, I'll give you eight bucks for it. I don't know. It's just sitting there. I don't. I don't really want. You to can have it. it for free. I, honestly, I was I, I, for the memory card, I gave it two bucks. That's <laughs> that's a quarter of the price of the GameCube. Only because he wants my season of Madden on there. What about old? <laughs> what about old games for the original Nintendo? Like we talked about, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. How it's yeah. kind of a rare one. Is there any other ones that are like people want? Oh, I mean, the demand is there for, I find the demand is there for everything. I have very few things that, like, I can't sell. Yeah. Like, I've only been, do- I'm not the expert, I've only been selling video games for six months or so, but. Um, Nobody knows, I just pretend yeah, but like you know, know everything. You know, like, all, I'm amazed by all the pricing, you know. Well, I'm, I, that's what, you know. three, four times a day I meet people in, in, yeah. in creepy parking lots or shady gas stations, and uh, I just buy their collections, so I need to know what they, what everything is worth, so. What's the shadiest scenario you've gone and bought games off? Oh man, Craigslist. not shady scenario, but turned out to a terrible situation. Here's a story. Oh, a guy emails me and he says, "Oh man," because he doesn't sound like that. But he where looks from? Like, yeah, what's the this region? is? Uh, he's from the west side of Madison. Okay. He says, "Oh man, man, I'm having a baby. I I got I got to sell my PlayStation Three. You want?" And I said, "85 bucks." So he's a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Levante. 
<laughs> sure. I'll pull up his address so I can say it online. Oh, and he's <laughs> Irish too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Le- Levante uh, of um, entrepreneur. I'm not going to pull up his address. You can find it on wcca.wicourts.gov. You can oh, his paternity suits on there, and you can get his address. He lives in the really. It's the worst part of Madison. It's the um, okay. It's the uh, behind the McDonald's on Verona Road. It's like the shadiest part. He says, "Oh man, I'm having a baby." At the af- in the aforementioned paternity suit, like, I ain't no nerd. And he's like, <laughs> "I got to get some money. Can I sell you my PlayStation 3? And I'm like, and I said, like, you know, I said like eighty bucks. Need eighty five. Like, okay, eighty five bucks because might have been eighty. I don't know. We'll say eighty for the story's sake. All right. And he goes, "All right. Well, I don't got no ride. So can like you meet me at a bus station? I'm like, I'm not gonna meet at the bus station. <laughs> and I gotta go. To, I gotta go. To, I'm going to Janesville anyways for wrestling. So I said, tell you what, I will go on 14 to Janesville through Oregon." I'll meet you at the South tra- at the Wendy's, the Bur- Burger King across from the South Transfer Point. I I meet him there. <laughs> I pick up his games. I give him his eighty bucks. Everything's fine. And this happens every once in a while. I get home, the thing doesn't work. Yeah, I you know I've bought a couple of GameCubes and a lot of Xbox original Xboxes and a lot of PlayStation Twos because those break all the time. That just didn't work. I email I email or call a person sometimes like oh sorry dude you know I'll, I'll buy it back for me. Sometimes like well sorry man you know whatever. It happens. Your yeah. Xboxes and PlayStation 2s break all the time. They sit in your basement for a month, that, and, the, and the disc readers just go bad. No big deal. So this guy, I, I email the guy, call him, no answer, no response, whatever. I got to get it fixed. I got a guy who fixes this stuff for me, so I give it to him. He's go, he, he opens it up and says, whoa, this has been opened before the seals broke, and a bunch of parts have been replaced. So now, if you sell me a broken Xbox or broken PlayStation, I mean, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and just assume you didn't know or assume it's no big deal. This was opened up and parts had been replaced. So what happened was this was broken. The guy tried to fix it or had someone try to fix it. They couldn't. And now he's trying to sell it. He's trying to scam me. No, oh, okay. So I email call the guy a hundred times. I'm mad. I send him nasty stuff. I'm going to call the police. Which, you know, of course, there's nothing I can do. Nothing the police can do about it. I can take a small claims court, but that costs more than it. I had the 80 bucks I'd get back. <laughs> yeah. oh. It's like, you know, 400 bucks when it's all said and done. Nothing. So, you know, I go about my business. A month or two down the road, I get an email. Because I just have an ad, and, you know, I have ads on Craigslist, like, looking to buy video games, sell me stuff. Um, I get an email from the guy. It's a different email. He's emailing, you know, the random generic characters at Craigslist.com. He doesn't know it's me. So I've changed my ad. And he goes, oh, man, I'm trying to sell some PS3 games. <laughs> Remember, 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 he's a white guy, Levante, Madison, Wisconsin. He's a scum of the earth. Look him up on Wisconsin court access if you're listening. Where does he work? Dude, probably, <laughs> let's assume nowhere. All right. Man, I'm trying to sell some PS3 games. I ain't got my PS3 no more. <laughs> ah! and, I, and I'm like, all right, well. Now, I know it's him. He doesn't know it's me. I, yeah. I, I forwarded to a fake Hotmail account because you know everybody's using Hotmail these days. Oh, yeah. You know it's him by the email accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no G's at the end of anything, <laughs> right? So, uh, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, man. Um, so I'm like, I don't want this game. I do want those games. I'm usually not picky. I usually buy whatever. I'm trying to get it to the eighty eighty dollars. So I say I'll buy these for eighty dollars. And he goes, all right, sounds good, sounds good. Where are you gonna meet? And I'm like. How about at the Woodlands at East Town? Or Woodlands on the east side. Knowing it's across the street from the transfer point. I know he doesn't, you know, I know he's gonna take the bus. He meets me there. And I walk up and I go, What? Levante, I'm the guy you sold the PlayStation 3 for. He walks off. 
he's calling me from his phone before that, like, where yeah, where yeah. I'm like, oh man, I'm right over here, right over here. I meet and we met at the Woodman's and uh, right, right in the entrance, right by the cameras, just because I'm thinking, dude's jacked up. He's like <laughs> six two and like I wouldn't say he's in good shape. But he's a big dude, and I'm like, I don't want any trouble. I'll be you know at the Woodman's cameras. It's a busy entrance, whatever. Just in case trouble was. I'm like, you saw me that bum play street. He bolts. So I'm watching him. He's in the parking lot hiding behind a car. And he's just watching him, <laughs> hiding. I call him and I'm like, hey man, the police are on their way. Come over here, have an adult conversation, and this will be fine. And he, I, don't, I don't know if he knows any better or not. He just ignores me. He's watching me. And I think, I can't, he won't leave until I do. So I leave. I, this is vigilante justice, of course. Yeah. I, go, I go, guess where I go? The bus stop. <laughs> so I wait a while, wait a while, wait a while. He's at, the, he's at the bus stop. Levante! Oh, man! <laughs> like, I know where he's going, you know? So, I tell him the same thing. Like, listen, man, you screwed me. Give me those $80 worth of games, and we're even. I, I, I call the police, tell them we're cool. Our business is done. We are done with our, our exchanges in life. You, you have $80 of my money, and you also have $80 worth of stuff I will take from you. So we can be even. Simple as that, man. Yeah. You, if he sold me something that was broken, I give him the benefit of the doubt because I've had it happen before. I just bought an Xbox the other day; it was broken. The guy didn't know. I'm out sixty bucks, whatever. He screwed me. He opened that thing up and replaced. He had someone replace stuff, and it didn't work. And it can't be fixed. It's just still sitting on my spare room floor. Same thing. Ba ba ba. Man, he's all in my face now, Ryan Cross style. <laughs> you know, he gets on his bus and leaves. Taking his jacket off. I go home. I am miffed off. <laughs> I'm stewing. I'm yelling at my girlfriend. Whatever. I get a phone call from him. I answer. Yeah, man. Oh man, I got a kid. You know, I've been thinking about this long and high. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, I just, I can't live with myself knowing that I screwed you. Like, yeah. Tell you what, let's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the deal. I'm gonna do the deal. I'm gonna add this in. He's adding like forty bucks worth of stuff in. I want to add this stuff in that you didn't want. You want all the stuff? And I said I'll take all your. Yeah, I'll take all your stuff. The forty bucks you're adding. In. I'm like, I will give you forty dollars for the whole thing. Ah oh, man. All right. Do you want to meet like maybe on on maybe like at the like by the pizza place? On Atwood Avenue? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'll meet you there. I Now, the pizza place on Atwood Avenue is across the street from Video Game Exchange. Uh, Lance, who runs the Video Game Exchange that I've known for years, I call them on their landline. <laughs> hey, Lance. And he doesn't know me. I'm just a dumb customer. But I said, hey, man, is there a big, fat, black guy with a red puffy coat on? Yeah, there's a puffy guy. There's a guy with a coat on. And I said, Lance, uh, can you pan him the phone? Yeah, hang on. I'll give him the phone. <laughs> I said, all right, Levante. Levante. <laughs> <laughs> what? I go, I'm calling you on a landline. Let me guess. You walked in there with your 120 bucks worth of stuff, and he won't even give you the 40. Oh, man, no, nah, man. I, I thought about this long and hot. Give the phone back to Lance. Hello? Lance, it's uh, it's Pete. Yeah, yeah. You, this guy tried to sell you stuff? Yeah, he tried to sell me stuff. I don't want most of it, and what I do want is just, you know, it's not worth much. So he said, no. Nah. <laughs> like, Hand the phone back to Levante. Levante, I will meet you at the pizza place. But I want you to know, you can't outsmart someone like me. I called you on a landline. I met you at the bus stop. I knew exactly what you... I was one step ahead of you at every single turn you had. I know where you are. I know where you're going. I know what you're doing. I know your address. I know your phone number. I'm like, you can't escape the $80 you screwed me out of. No, he's a big dude. A physical fight. Who knows? I risked my life for the 80 bucks, but I was vindicated in the end. I got his stuff. I sold it, and I made my money. 
Well, that's good. nice. <laughs> End of story. How much would you give for a PS2 that works? Would I get? Would I get? Give for it? Yeah. Oh, um, twenty twenty five bucks. I mean, if they got the cables and controllers with it, uh, maybe twenty five. If it's a slim one, I'll probably give the twenty five. Are people asking? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I give stuff for a little more than the used video game stores are given for it, and I yeah. sell for a little less. I mean, they have overhead. I don't. I'm in my back room. That's a fantastic story. If That's you, a lot of work for <laughs> for the eighty bucks. Oh, for anything, I'd just be like, whatever. Yeah. It becomes a lot of work when I'm driving like the other side. Of, you know, I live in Madison, so I drive the other side of Madison for you know forty bucks worth of games. That's not. I put more effort into it than the. I'm worth more dollars per hour than that. Yeah, but it's nice. I put all the money aside and uh, doing something special with it. So, oh yeah, like pay, I, pay for DeLoreans and stuff. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm just putting all the money in a bank account. And I, I've, I've had a lot. I've made a lot of money on it. So you could do it for a living. Yeah, that's that's awesome. We got uh, Liz Hart's Ron telling a story oh, about. I remember you remember Ron, right? He loves the cars. <laughs> yeah, he's a car guy. Well, he uh, he sold one of his Porsches, uh, 1985 944. Loves, loves cars. And uh, and then, like, that sketchy guy he sold the Porsche to. Levante, on the east, west side of Madison. Keeps coming back to look at his horses. Jeez. <clears throat> sold a horse or sold a Porsche? He sold a Porsche, but he wants to come back and look at horses, apparently. I don't understand. I don't either, but thanks, Liz. Liz loves Ron. Ron's a good man. I never had a problem with Ron. It's actually R-A-W-N, Ron. What? Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, it's Ron. Ron. What's up, Ron? What's up, Ron? Levante. <laughs> Ron. Levante. I'll give you guys his address. He's, he's, a, he's a thief, so hang on. I think I he's up on the Twitter. I don't. Th- oh, yeah. Levante. He Levante. could join our Twitter war. I'd be surprised if the guy's got the internet. He's got a baby, you know. He's trying to save his money. <laughs> Where does he get all these mysterious games? I'm guessing. Oh, man, I looked it up and, oh, maybe I spelled his name wrong. Well, while you're looking it up, we should talk about our Twitter war. Yeah, talk about the Twitter war. We got, uh, oh, we had kind of a big week. I hit a dry spell. I was really lighting it up for a while there, and then. I'm in the game. Yeah, yeah. I Andy's stepped in. it up. I Andy's stepped it up. Now, what, you want to tell everybody what you, what you got? Yeah, well, I, everybody knows that one of my five picks was uh, MMA's War Machine. And um, I actually, I've been, you know, I've been trying to get them and trying to get them. And I decided to go the other day with a different approach. Yeah. And um, basically shot something out there about, uh, you know, I today I asked, my, I asked myself what would War Machine do, right? And um, I all of a sudden I got replies from his fans, from his fan base. And one person says, um, this William Harlan says the answer to that is always beat up an entire porn party. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay, I'm not sure. Apparently War Machine's been in porno. I, I see people writing stuff about that. Possibly. I, I did not know that. Then um, this other guy, gentleman, this before War Machine even responded. And then another gentleman said, uh, word for word here says, <laughs> uh he would fuck bitches and destroy everyone because he's the whoa. fucking man. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's recording. <laughs> well, that's what he says. It's on my Twitter stream if yeah. you want to see it. And then War Machine finally replies with, uh, and you can beep this out if you want. Oh, no. it's But he replies with, yes, in response to that comment, yes, uh, beat the girls' pussies up and beat the guys' faces in. Right. So I got my reply, and I think he favorited my tweet. Oh, did he? Uh, and or retweeted it. He did. I got a retweet. The retweet. But what you then 
all these people started following me up off of that. So that was kind of cool. That is awesome. Some other MMA, like, uh, uh, writers and stuff like that. So I started getting some favorites. But, yeah, I was surprised by the response I got. Yeah. But at the same time, from who it's from, I was not surprised. No, War Machine, Andy's got a hell of a pick with War Machine. Because this guy, if you insult him, his manlyhood and the littlest bit, he goes off. Well, let's... Let's then he shouldn't be posing all his pictures with flowers and stuff. Let's be honest. Does he? <laughs> he do he do alpha male shit. Okay. Yeah. What is alpha male? Well, that's what War Machine do. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's I, his description. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now he's not my pick, and I don't get points as per the Twitter rules, Twitter war rules. But I, I can't resist because War Machine is such a douche, and he's easy to poke. Like I said, it's a home run. Andy's pick. So I just wrote, I'm like, who's another douchey wrestler or a UFC fighter? So I picked Mayhem Miller. I know he's easy to get a rise out of. So I tweeted and I just said, who wins in a fight? Mayhem Miller or War Machine? Uh, Mayhem didn't reply, but Mayhem or uh, War Machine, he said, uh, how about, and this is his words, how about who fucking cares? (laughs) (laughs) Go kill yourself, pussy. A real role model. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so that inspired me, and I did tweet him one more time, and I just wrote, thanks for the follow, War Machine. Love you, bro. And he responded, um, I did not follow you, dickweed. So he is a nice guy. He's a wordsmith. I don't know why people love him so much. <laughs> He's a fucking dick. <laughs> but I, I had some success. I had a real dry spell. I had that first kind of pop at the beginning, but I did get uh, Kirstie Alley to retweet me. That's Woof. awesome. She actually retweeted and responded. Um, what was this in regards to? What did you say? Did well, you have to make anything up? No. <laughs> we'll get to that too. But um, she You said a- ham sandwich and, he s- and, she, <laughs> and she retweeted it 30 times. I guess I did kind of make something up because she wrote, I was thinking about transvaginal mesh implants, and then I responded to that and I said, me too, weird. And then she retweeted that and said we were soulmates. And I did get a lot of people oh my God. tweeting me about that, but I didn't get any follows from it. Mm. I got a favor. I got well, I got two retweets from it, but nobody verified. Um, but yeah, that. And then Chuck Woolery uh, retweeted me a few times, or just he just responded and retweet, but he's not verified, so he doesn't count. Now Dick Bodock got a verified follower. He picked up a MMA fighter. And which one did he get? Who was that? Um, let me check here. It is not as impressive after you see how many people that the person's following, but it's still impressive nonetheless. It is Tim Bodish, the barbarian. Sure. I don't know. Not a real fighter. <laughs> Aren't we all? I don't know. Not a real fighter. But I don't you know. S- you look Maybe. at that. Is it verified? It is verified. Mm. And this guy's got 52,500 followers, and he's following 20,500 20, people. So, I mean, it's, it still counts. It's big. Now, Bodoc tells me he's got some, uh, some big stuff planned for the finale. Really? And he's holding off on it. We were working. Last night, we were working on Alyssa Milano. Trying to get her to retweet, but I want to work on who's the boss of the Solano. Oh yeah, she's she's a tough egg to crack. You know, we were talking about our kids, and I told her that my kid plays with his number two like it's a race car and says "vroom," and she wouldn't bite on that. And mm. I don't know, she's real stick in the mud. I want to work on Alyssa Milano. Who's the boss of the Solano's number two? 
Now, is there a different Alyssa Milano? She's in the target range? Yeah, well, like, you know, 34-year-old Alyssa Milano can go suck an egg somewhere. Are you kidding me? She's still pretty. (laughs) Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm into. Well, there is a... Now, how old was the Who's the Boss Alyssa Milano? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Later years, like, you know, 18 to 21, let's say. How do you feel about the Olsen twins when they're on Full House? Love the show. <laughs> he says, which season? <laughs> never really into, never really into the Olsen twins at all. <laughs> but, yeah, they're okay. All the girls in Full House are okay. Have you seen? Now we talked about it on the show. Have you seen what uh, Stephanie grew up to be? Oh sure, I saw her. Oh in, my god, she's a, I saw People Magazine. Yeah. She's a meth head, right? Is she? I don't know. She was, I think. She's really hot, but she got really into meth for a long yeah, time. Yeah, she's got big hooters. You know. But I think she's clean now, and uh, DJ grew up really hot, too. Yeah. And she's married to uh, the hockey player. Real quick update on Liz Hart's Ron. Oh, geez. Liz is actually your biggest fan. Really? She said, you can just call me Liz. Is it is it the same Liz that uh, dresses like Texas Pete? I'm not sure. Liz, is that you? And she says, she says you can just call me Liz, and then she writes, I'm only Pete's, like, biggest fan. I have a biggest fan. Oh, okay. okay. I have a biggest fan named Liz. I think we know who that is. Okay. How about yeah. the kid that dressed as you for the holiday, the costume contest? Well, Liz, if it's the same Liz, I'm not a hoon, hard, hard to say. I got a lot of fans named Liz out there. There is a Liz that dresses like me as well. Yeah. Um, but that little kid was the, adorable. There was a little kid dressed like Texas Pete as well. Not as adorable as the Dorothy, but... It, if it came to it, I'd punch that little kid. <laughs> I, just, I just don't give an FFF these days. <laughs> All right. right. But anyways, the Twitter war is going to go on for another two more weeks, and then we're getting a lot of interest in other people who want to do it. Unlike Matt Danger, who's not doing it, and unlike uh, Aaron Xavier, yeah, I'm talking about you. You said you wanted to do it, but you're not. I'm I'm just not getting... And Cameron Jacobs. The, the quantity that I thought I was going to get. Well, you're not putting a lot out there, though. I don't have a Twitter. Is it here to stay? I'm trying. I think it's been for a little bit, at least. I think so. It's been I, on for a while. Yeah. I, I never got a MySpace. I was first on board with Facebook. Yeah. I had a Facebook in, like, 2001. Like, I was right right there. When it, Before it was cool. That's what you got to say. Yeah, before it was cool. Before it was cool. You know, back when you had to, like, verify with the university who you were. Oh, yeah. Mm. I don't know if you guys had them then, but... No. No. Like, I got mine through school, because, like, you had to verify with your university that you're, like, a real... They would verify your identity and everything with your school. Well, I was I was doing that. Still don't have a Twitter. I'm just waiting for the next thing. Blippo. Uh, the new one is uh, that everybody's buzzing to is called Feed. P- Feed. P-H-E-E-D. Oh, gosh. <laughs> And uh, are we all ph? It's supposed days? to be the new Twitter, but uh, it's pretty popular. Mm-hmm. And I will admit, eh, it's an iPhone app right now, but it's kind of cool. I check them out, you know. I don't have time for that. It's a, it's kind of cool. Not something that I'm checking every day, like a Facebook or Twitter. Somebody told me to, I'm all over that. Somebody told me to get Google Plus. Biggest mistake of my life. I like Google Plus, just nobody uses it. Yeah, Google Plus is cool. I have one friend. It's myself. Yeah, yeah. Google Plus is cool. Uh, not a lot of people use it, but what is really cool is if you start using Google Plus communities. No. And you start getting into things that you like, though. Because people I, post cool shit. You're you saying I have nothing to do? I have better things to do than Google Plus communities. Oh, I'm just saying check it out, dude. <laughs> or you know what's really cool? And say if you don't like Twitter, but um, like if you're into like uh, tech stuff and programming and stuff. Sure. You're into that. 
Check out app.net. Yeah. You actually um you actually have to pay to well actually no, it's free right now. Mm-hmm. Um they, it was paid if you want unlimited use, it's paid to join it. But I think if the free accounts now or you can only follow so many people mm-hmm. before you have to pay. But it's really cheap. It's like maybe like thirty, forty bucks a year or something like that. But it's uh this whole like tech geek community and like developers and things mm-hmm. like that. What about pictures of girls with like glasses? Maybe with like a Spider-Man poster, and it's like, oh look, I'm a nerd. <laughs> you probably want to get on Pinterest. She has glasses and yeah, a well, Spider-Man poster. You got yeah. glasses and Spider-Man underpants. Don't call, don't say you're nerd porn. You don't know nothing. I've been called a nerd a long time for my whole life, and uh, it's a slap in the face. I actually got kicked out of a Best Buy for the very same thing. Oh, you ever seen somebody with a Texas Pete is totally bootylicious sweatshirt? <laughs> no. Booty- oh, I, Liz I, Hart's I, Ron. I've never been bootylicious before. Plenty oh, of people I, have homemade Texas Pete shirts. It's a small font. It says bodacious. Hmm, oh. bodacious. Texas Pete is totally bodacious. This is coming from Liz Hart's Ron. Ron. I, actually, she told me just call her Liz. From Liz. We don't want to. We don't want to get Ron dragging hmm. through the mud in the, here on the show. Yeah, I don't know who this Ron guy cars, is. But but loves cars, Car- cars, and he's a good man, or maybe good thing, or good girl. In We're horses. Not exactly sure. Ron loves horses. I think chicks call him the cruiser. I got a party with Ron. I think they might ask Liz if she's where. What show she's been at? She's gonna Liz. What show has you been at? Yeah, if she's a Janesville fan. I'll know who she is, and if she is the Illinois fans, I'll know who she is. What do you got going? Yeah, yeah come on, Liz. Let's, this podcast is not all about Liz and Rollins. Let's talk about the issues. What about the Twitter war? Well, but, yeah. I don't, dude. I don't know. I, who's, I'm just win, who's winning. I think Bodoc. I don't know. You I do think a lot. I gave of, I've done this. I've done that. He's done that. Bodoc's aggressive as well, shit. He's, well, he is. He's well, really aggressive. What's the hard numbers? Who's winning? Bodoc's winning. I, you know, last night I was going to come up with a spreadsheet of everything mm-hmm. and break it down. Yeah. But I got distracted with this Alyssa Milano thing we were mm-hmm. doing. But I will put up a spreadsheet. I'm often distracted by Alyssa Milano. Yeah. On the. Uh, I think everybody is on our Facebook page because it's got to be close. We're we're neck and neck there. But he he really he had a good week. I'm we've we've talked about this because I said, Well, I'm sucking and you said, Well, you're way above Matt Danger. Right. Danger's like tweeted twice so, since we started. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna get I'll I'll work on it some more this weekend. I did run into somebody at Italian House in Janesville today who said she's thoroughly enjoying the Twitter war. Really? Mm. Yep, as I post the updates oh, cool. on the Facebook. I know, okay. So I was I was glad to hear that. She's an Illinois fan, by the way, Liz. Okay. Mm-mm. The I, one that hearts Ron. I got like a ninety percent. I'm ninety percent sure I know which Liz this is. And if so, Liz, thanks for coming to all the shows. Why don't Rest- you come to Janesville, Liz? Wrestlers like Andy and I really support everybody coming out and seeing their favorite wrestler. If it's Texas Pete, that's great. Thanks for buying a ticket. Thanks for being oh, part yeah. of the show. And if it's somebody else, that's great too. You know. Yeah. Every, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Sure, every listener helps. We always take time to like. Uh... Like, interact with the fans afterwards. Absolutely. um, You know, it's always a good time. Yeah. And might I say, after the last JWA show, I liked your shirt. Thanks, man. That was a nice one. A great shirt. That was an awesome shirt. I got a lot of attention from uh, Andy's mom about that shirt. Did you? (laughs) Yeah, she came over, really put over you, really put under Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Buried him. (laughs) That guy can't work. He doesn't know a wrist lock from a wrist watch. It's crazy. She told me she's... She saw my shirt. I had an Andy Anderson shirt on. Woof. And she's like, I can't huh. even. He's never even given me one of those. 
Nope. Oh, geez. Well, you know, I don't know. Well, you got to catch it in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I caught that fair and square. Yeah. It you may have been thrown at me. A kid for that. Yeah. What about bringing someone to all the shows to catch your shirt? I had to push so my daughter. Use it again. It's like money, <laughs> money saving thing. <laughs> That's funny. I was trying to do the same thing last time, but I ended up getting uh, hit from behind, and I ended up having to like, oh, <laughs> I had to quick toss it, throw it while you're falling, and so my my plant did not get the shirt. It so. did backfired. Just gonna have to buy one. I am going to get one you of those. Get most I love of your those shirts, shirts. You throw from uh, Goodwill. Um, a lot of the Irish ones. I see. That I've got them as gifts and stuff. Goodwill mm-hmm. has a ton. Um, a lot of the. I have a huge collection of them. Of Irish Andy Anderson shirts. No, no, no. Just, no. Oh, Irish, Irish in general. Flag oh, okay. or Irish you Shamrock. Know, goes, I have so many now that I'll just throw them out. He goes from Goodwill to Goodwill looking for shirts he can throw. That's a good idea. A lot of people give them to me, but it's cool. Yeah, it's only very, a couple bucks. Very, I've gotten very few Texas Peach shirts as gifts, which mm. I would immediately throw because you're giving me gifts. Screw you, pal. Right. Your shirt's going right in the crowd. I've seen a lot of fans make their Texas Peach shirts. I have too, and which is surprising because there's Texas Peach shirts for sale. Nobody's buying them. <laughs> well, well, you sold some. I've sold. I have one. I've sold a lot, but uh, I'd like to sell more because that's I how I make one. a living. Yeah. Oh. You see the wad of cash the cowboy made on Jeez, those foam Louise, hats? I've never seen like it. Holy cow. Oh, man. There's yeah. a ton. He killed on him. Yeah. Uh, quite a haul. What I was thinking. For the I... listeners at home, Cowboy Tyler Baggins, who some of you know, some of you don't. Uh, Jane's, Janesville Wrestling Alliance roster member had uh, gotten cheap cowboy hats for Mexico and wanted to sell them for about three, four bucks a pop. Walked out of there with hundreds of dollars. Sold. He had a wad in his hand. Yeah. What I'm thinking is somewhere they got to sell foam chains. Or foam keytars. Huh. Yeah. I'm like, well, foam chain. I was going to look it up on the internet the other day. I never got around to it, but they got to sell that. Or and, foam anything. And then, like, in, during the autograph session before, you can just sit there with the chain in your mouth, and then people are going to be like, I got to get that chain. Mm-hmm. And, you know. It just comes down to dollars and cents. Texas Pete t-shirts are, what, 10 12 15 Who Who knows what they are, what they cost. Yeah. But if, if I had a $3 anything, I'd sell it. And uh, he he wins the, it's like the Twitter war, but it's the making money instead of the other wrestler war. He won. Yeah. Won the battle. And he'll win the war. We'll see. With this foam chains. Foam chain, dude, I'm telling you. We'll see. I think that's going to be huge. What about foam number ones for Cameron Jacobs? (laughs) (laughs) Remember that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Purple foam number one. Purple foam number ones. Cameron Jacobs is number one, of course. Number one haircut in the locker room, right, guys? <laughs> Why is the leg missing off his tights? I don't get that. Who knows? A lot of water I... bottles without hymens. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I really like. <laughs> he's, he's got a video where he he's dating a water bottle or something. I haven't seen it, oh, I, but I'm all for it. I like the one pant leg look. Um, Johnny Swinger in WCW used to have it. He, he likes he the water bottles because he can always make them wet. Nothing? No? <laughs> I like it. I get the joke. <laughs> Johnny Swinger in WCW also had sleeves but no shirt, which Texas Pete will someday steal once he gets some energy. Sleeves and no shirt, and he just goes sleeve and then over the shoulder to the other sleeve. It's, nice. a, it's a pretty sweet look. <laughs> someday. You could pull that off. I've always wanted to, and I think Texas Pete's the perfect avenue for yeah. a pleather sleeves but yet no shirt. Yeah. Oh, man. It's coming. So here in the um, Anderson Tower, Beer of the Week. I don't know if that's a thing, but I've heard it like three times in the podcast. Oh, sure, yeah. So. yeah we, we talk about beers quite a bit. Louis, 
the aforementioned Lake Louise Coonrock Cream Ale, which is your very poor man's, although it costs more, very poor man's um, spotted cow. Did you bring this? I did not know what that is. Oh, I thought that was one of the ones no, you brought. No, that's Gray's. Lake, Lake Louise Cream Ale. We're trying yeah. to support the company because a uh, friend of my dad's, and um, it's not very good, but it's it tastes like Miller Lite. And then we also got Gray's Brewery. Gray's Rock Hard Red. Rock Hard Red. Ba- overpowering berry flavor. Berry delicious. Berry. Gray's Brewery, great sponsor. Maybe they would sponsor Berry Right. Well, let's hope they. Let's hope they do. I don't know. I think we're supposed to talk about Barry Wright too, aren't we? Are we? We could. Anyways. Barry Wright's a great tag team partner, I love a great, Barry a great Wright. friend, and he's about one third the weight of Ryan Cross's leg. <laughs> <laughs> Last I checked. Ryan Cross, best build in the locker room, and uh, Barry Wright, maybe one third of the guys. Like well, my, myself, Alex Bernardino, some other guys, not much better. Let's talk about that for a minute um, mm. because his words. Not mine. Mm-hmm. You're, re- you're reading the text room? I'm reading. This was a actual, this is actual um, Ryan Cross text message. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. We lost Liz, by the way. Nerds. <laughs> Go ahead. He's better built yep. than everyone. He's a better build than uh, Michael Mack. Better build than Alpha Samoa. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Better build than anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, He's tan. I just realized who you're talking about, yeah. yeah. The guy where you chicks puke and you gotta cover your drink. The douche in the vest, yeah. Yeah. Um he's very tan. Tanner than Mojo McQueen, tanner than Alpha Small, okay. <laughs> tanner than myself. Well yeah, you can't tan. You're like me, you're Irish. I've tried. So the open mix all about. You're Irish? Oh yeah. Not for, a lot of facial hair. Yeah. Not for lack of trying. Yeah. But you don't look Irish. That's all right. What does knife none of us like? None of us do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's better on the mic than anyone. Better on the mic than Justice Jones. You heard it here. And I'll tell you that word for word, uh, ravishing Rick Rude promo. Fucking genius. (laughs) Um, And he's the best heel anywhere. Tracks heat like a motherfucker, even in the locker room. I heard about that. Lot heat in the locker room. Um, okay, so he can also outwork everyone. Uh, okay, outwork guys like uh, Sam Rydell. So outwork guys like Justice Jones. Outwork guys like Paulie Tomaselli. So yes. better than Tomaselli. Better than Justice Jones. Better than Alpha Samoa. Better than Mojo McQueen. Better than, of course, all of us. Better than better heel than Jeff Luxon. I don't know. Better. A lot of those guys are great. Brian Cross is better. From what I'm hearing from you, he is. He's better than everyone, man. Mm-hmm. Well, he tans. That's what well, he says. Um... That's what you want. It's what what you want. And that's why a lot of guys think he's a dick. (laughs) But he could care less um, what half-ass workers think of him. He doesn't care. What about if those half... What about if those very same workers run their own shows that maybe are drawing a lot of people and he needs bookings there? Well, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. He doesn't care. Bottom line is, you know, until he's going to keep talking trash... Until someone uh, steps up to close his mouth. Mm. Mouth? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, didn't, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, that's actually without the H. <laughs> no H needed. <laughs> well, a cu- if it was a couple weeks ago, I would have I would have come on and buried the guy. And but what's funny about that though, you know, this here's the thing: like all ego right now. That guy, you know, mm-hmm. kind of. Kind of pissed. I don't know. He's just kind of pissed at whatever. I have no idea. But you know what's funny? Like, 
about like wrestlers and uh, indie workers and stuff around the area is like everybody's gonna eventually run into each other again mm-hmm. and like everybody's kind of probably at one time trained with one another mm-hmm. and has worked a match with the other guy and like yeah you'll have like uh falling outs or something and you think guys are dicks or whatever the fuck but eventually like you know you're still i don't know Still, I don't know. Everyone's still kind of friends in some you, one you way. You still got to see these guys and shake their hands, right? But you or, still have to entrust. Or in the case of four fifty Hammett, you don't shake their hands. And this is true. Full circle. Now he's working on your show. Comes back full circle. He was good too. He was well, very four, good. Four fifty Hammett and Andy had a falling out years ago. I heard about yeah. that. Yeah. For the podcast listeners, Andy Anderson went to the bathroom. Because everybody does. No big deal. That's not the story. Here's the everybody story. Everybody poops. I read that book. 450 Hammett shows up, shakes everybody's hand in the locker room like a professional. Andy Anderson goes back to putting on his gear. He doesn't know somebody new showed up. 450 Hammett, rather than he noticed Andy come out of the bathroom, rather than walk over and say, hey man, you were in the bathroom, here's your handshake, felt Andy should have walked over to him and shook his hand. Andy, Andy didn't even know the guy was there. Dude flips out like I've never seen an adult male do. It was crazy. Meanwhile, I didn't know a lot of guys on that because I never go down there. Yeah, I mean, even me, even that locker room, there was a dozen, there was a dozen wrestlers, two dozen wrestlers, I didn't know half the guys there. The guy you tagged with, I'd never met before, I never saw him I'd never met him either. And I never saw him again, I see his name around, he's still around. Yeah. Anyways, 450 Hammett was irate, and uh, in a highly unprofessional manner, chased Andy Anderson to his car, looking for that very handshake. And as Andy drove off, stood in the road, screaming at his car, like... What is my handshake, Andy Anderson? What is my handshake, you piece of garbage? What is my handshake? It could have been settled with, hey, man, you're in the bathroom. Here's your, you know, yeah. nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Whatever. <laughs> Not, he didn't shake my hand. He doesn't respect me. I'm going to freak out like a little girl. Whatever. There's a lot of this that happens. He did seem eager for autographs after the show, too. What happened? The guy showed up. I just wanted a licorice whip, and he was like... The guy showed <laughs> up, Sorry, and I everything was all cool, you know? Yeah. He, was looking, he was good. looking for a booking. He fucking, his match pretty much stole the show. It was awesome, and he's coming back. I was told Texas Pete stole the show. <laughs> well, it was between those two, honestly. I'm not just saying that, yeah. but... I thought all the matches were good last time. Yeah, great. it was a great show. I mean, nothing, nothing looked half-assed. At all. The that, thing I didn't like is nobody was tan enough. No, yeah, we could have used some more tan guys. We had some uh, yeah. we had some black guys on this show, but they're just not even them. Enough. They could have, you know, they could have hit the booth. We could have maybe got some spray on. Or yeah, something I like don't that. think a little spray would kill him before the big show. You know, no, no. something. Well, I mean, so this particular guy, do we say his name? Which guy? The guy we're talking about. Oh, we already did. Uh, yeah, whatever. This particular guy, we didn't say his name. There's heat there. People are mad. Aaron Xavier. Not Aaron Xavier, but oh. hopefully things can get smoothed over because we're going to happen to see this guy for years in, years out, just yeah. like we have before. But my whole point is, dude, you're just kind of being a dick. I'm just letting you know and, like, just fucking chill out, you know? He's, he's trying to be... He views himself as a locker room leader. He tried to be the Adrian Lynch type. He tried to play the bully, which Lynch does, and I know, you know, regardless how you feel about Lynch, I like Adrian Lynch. I like Lynch, too. He's a... He, he books... He... he Treats himself as a bully. Like I'm the locker room leader. I'm in charge. I'm the I'm the bully here, and I think that works for him. This particular guy tried to do the same thing. Came off as a huge dick. Lost a lot of friends. Lost a lot of oh, yeah. uh, lo- lost a lot of respect. 
hopefully he can work his way back up because that's what wrestling's all about, you know? <clears throat> Look at Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. They're shaking hands and high-fiving on Raw, so what do you know? Yeah, but guys, like, have falling outs and shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, that's just, like, that's what this whole wrestling thing is. Yeah. It's just, like, like fucking egos or th- someone's entitled to something other <clears throat> or everybody wants to be the best guy, you know, or they want to get booked everywhere, too. And, uh, you know, and sometimes it's simply... There's only so many spots, you know? Did it come down to him? Was he upset because he wasn't getting booked somewhere else? Or was it just, Uh, was it really the tan? uh, I've heard parts of that. I've heard it's part, it's like one part is all ego. And and part of that's like the not getting booked. And then, uh, or he thinks that, you know, or shitting on some other guys that are, are way over for some reason. And, you know. And that part he doesn't of, like it. And part of that is the dude legit spends 10, 12 hours in the gym every week. Yeah. And the dude legit spends a couple hours tanning. And then he goes to the same camps we do. And at the end of the day, is he any better than a Texas Pete? Is he any better? Is he treated any different than a Cameron Jacobs? Is he paid any better than an Alex Bernardino? He's just another worthless indie wrestler at the end of the day. What is all his hard work gone to? And what, is it, what is it good for? <clears throat> and a lot of it's just the self-realization that I'm putting a lot of time and effort that I'm not going to give. Yeah, but get, well, what are you doing? You, you know, like you specifically, you know, you're not uh, jacked up and tan. I'm not, and... jacked, I'm not jacked up. I hit the gym. I maintain. I'm not chubby. I'm not, you know, I'm in good shape. I Not tan. But tan, you're way I, fucking I over. Tan. You're way fucking over with the fans. You've connected with the people. You know how to do that. Yeah. So you must be doing something right. It's attributed to good training from Rock and Randy, NAWF, yeah. or uh, yeah, NAWF. I was gonna put over Premier Pro Wrestling, but there's some heat there. Who knows? But NAWF. That's where I train. Yeah. That's where I got all my training. I from. think a lot of people like you, Pete, but you don't have a leather vest. I have a pleather vest. Yeah. Well, you got to go full leather. All I can, <laughs> right now, all I can afford is the pleather. You know, I mean, we, uh, what's really cool though, you know, about the Janesville whole thing is, is, yeah, you know, we might not be using some guys that maybe are considered top guys in other places, but we're building up characters of our own. Well, I, I, I wouldn't knock our talent and like that. No, the fans love them. But no, but I'm, what I'm saying is, like, we have a lot of guys that, you know, maybe if uh, they went other places, people wouldn't exactly know like who they were offhand. Mm-hmm. But if you mentioned like you know, you know where they trained or or um, who they know, then okay, um, that guy must know you know how to work mm-hmm. and stuff. But like we we're building up characters, and the people are the people that come to our shows are connecting with them. Yeah, um, whether you like it or not, <laughs> yeah, they love them. You I, know, I wouldn't say James Wrestling is a, a, a second. A second class organization. I wouldn't either. No. Amongst the areas in Wisconsin, our roster is just as good as Bruce City Wrestling. Oh yeah. Who, who's a great organization. I may not get along with their promoter very well. We're so, and I think our roster's on par with uh, whatever. I have no idea what Green Bay calls themselves these days, but that roster. We're, we're as good or better than all those rosters. Oh, yeah. Going to definitely. Illinois, and a lot of the top guys down there are the guys we use. They're Justice Jones, they're Rough Crossings, you're Andy Anderson, you're Texas Pete's. It's just not, what, the difference is, is like a lot, what I hear now is like um, a lot of guys, you know, some of our guys are going to work other places. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going up to like your Green Bays or mm-hmm. Milwaukee's, and all these other places are saying, well, what's with this Janesville? What's, you know, oh, yeah. what's going on? What is that? What is this thing going on down there? We're hearing about it, but what's going on? We have all these other indie workers hitting us up that's because they're doing shows every week they wrestle four or five six times a month and they're doing shows in front of 50 people 75 people 25 people 100 people and then they see pictures online of Janesville wrestling with five six hundred people in the crowd consistently month in month out yeah you know fans vote with their money 
and the fans of Janesville have voted that they like that product. So One thing I was surprised at in that uh, the documentary, The Card Subject to Change, those guys are wrestling in front of like 15 people. Mm-hmm. I have, too. I've wrestled in front I, of 10. I've wrestled in a 7. You know. But, I mean, they, this guy's talking like he's got this big-time promotion going on. He's like, we're right under the big guys. And no, then they're like, right there. And then here comes Sabu out to wrestle in front of like five people that are like, oh, yeah. There's the big guys and there's everybody else. And how yeah. much effort you want to put your, how much time you want to dedicate in your head to on the next step down, that's, you know, that's your prerogative. If you want to think seven people's the big time, if you want to think 500 people's the big time, if you want to understand that you're not the big time, you can. But really, who cares about the big time, really? But I was just surprised that, I mean, what, what you guys got going on in Janesville is awesome. Yeah. If you're not looking at the next step ahead. I mean, Janesville's not your typical. Indie smart mark crowd. No, not at all. Not at all. It's very a lot of kids. Yeah. It's very family friendly show. I mean, I mean, a lot of places are family friendly, <laughs> but it's like it's just a special. It's, it's just this kind of like I don't know. Until you've been there and actually come and worked there, they and call, checked it out. They've caught lightning in a bottle there. Yeah, it's it's just its own unique little fan base and following. It doesn't there's a neat energy, especially when you have like awesome. the. Uh, the roller derby girls doing the stuff, and I don't know it's about just that. I can do with a. It's just they're like, not adding much for me, but some people like it. That's a great. But we have all kinds it, it of just things. It adds to a little a neat, something for everybody. Atmosphere. We have a little something for everybody. And the same indie, you know, and the same indie stuff that's everybody else is trying to do, and everybody else puts their time and energy for, it, and they draw twenty five, fifty people. Yeah. When that doesn't work, and what we do does, we being Janesville and Andy and everybody else who puts their time and energy into it, not me. Yeah, you know, that that's what upsets them. Well, the matches are entertaining too. I don't know what the matches are like at the other places, but kind of the same thing. But it, I've seen some just, really great matches at other places. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing, and it's not the wrestling. I it's mean, the same guys anywhere you go. Yeah, you know, if you go to Illinois, you're going to see the same guys. And there's some other great organizations too that are making really good money. Um, Tony Scarpone is running Blitz Wrestling in Illinois, and he's mm-hmm. drawn consistently about the same as Janesville and oh, really? AAW <clears throat> Wrestling in Chicago or in uh, Berwyn, Illinois. I guess they are. They draw consistently 500 people. Very different product. They're all, um, you know, they're very strong styles. You know, it's your Ring of Honor style wrestling. It's very different than the Janesville style. Yeah. So I mean, who? And I think a Tony Rican, I believe, books that with Mike Petrovich uh, running it. You know, lots of guys are making good money out there. Janesville's not the only game in town. I'm just saying, uh, if if the object in the business is to make money, Janesville's doing just as good as everybody else, and it's just as entertaining yeah. show. And you don't have to do... Everybody else who's making good money is doing the exact same style. We're doing the style they're saying that this style's dead, this style's not going to make any money. And when we prove them wrong, people get better. Is it really about making a bunch of money, though, or is it like kind of having a nice crowd and like... Not for me. Having fun and... You know, well, for, I mean, if they don't make money, they go out of business, and they don't have that crowd. Yeah, that's uh, true. I want every crowd, every person in the crowd, to have a great time. Yeah, I want to entertain people. Um, you know, I want to try to make. Uh, I get them with storylines, mm-hmm. really good matches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're gonna see uh, uh, what a lot of people tell me. Like, it's it's different from what's on TV right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, you so, know, but it, it made it's like wrestling from when like. Say, like, you were a fan of wrestling. Right. It's fun to watch. It's It's fun to watch. We have a lot of characters. Um, You know, there's, like, uh, just a lot of guys that you can identify with. Um, And, I mean, out of that, we've had people say they love the show and they want to learn how to train. Or, you know, they want to, they came to the show and they want to ref. Or, they you know, they want to get involved somehow. Or maybe they want to show support. Or help us sell tickets and yeah, like we're selling tickets all you know all over town and like right now it's to the point where like like everybody around our town ta- I I care less if they talked about us online I could care less yeah um they're talking about us where we run 
you know, they're putting us in the local papers. They're putting, uh, you know, match results in the and, paper. And that's what's important because, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, some wrestling fan who sits in his basement in Springfield, Illinois, it doesn't matter if he knows where Janesville is or what Janesville's doing. Getting in the paper and getting local, and you get that, that's what puts seat, butts in seats. And that's what gets more fans and more fans to be entertained by what's going on. Because at the end of the day, like like I mentioned earlier, it, it's a business. And if you're running a great show with great storylines in front of 40 people, it's not worth your time. Yeah. I mean, Pete and I, we ran uh, shows in Whitewater for years. It, which started with 200 and some people. And then due to half the city changing how we can advertise and half yeah. a bypass bypassing the city... Smaller we, and smaller and smaller. Every month was through no fault of our own. Well, probably due to some bad wrestling, but the city of Whitewater put a bypass on on the city. No, yeah. You no longer had to go through downtown. You could go around it, so nobody saw our advertisements. We put banners up. Then yeah. the city took away our banners, so it was just grassroots and flyers. And you know, we went consistently from two hundred some people to consistently a hundred people. And and it was rough. It was rough for a while, man. We, we had some shows with 40 people. But it was us doing all the stuff. We were going around flyering and setting the ring up and, you know, and all that good stuff. You can only do it for so long before it's just not worth it, which is why it's so yeah. great to run in Janesville. Because the Whitewater fans that we had can come to Janesville. It's only yeah. a 15-minute yeah. drive. And there's so many more people there who can enjoy uh, the high-quality storylines, the great wrestling action, the family-friendly atmosphere. And it's brought other people back into wrestling, like Josh just commented that uh, if it wasn't for JWA, he probably would have never gotten into wrestling again. Yeah, Josh yeah. is a great example. He'd come to every show, and he not only would he come to the shows, he'd get as many people to come with him as he could. Oh, yeah, he'd make signs. Yeah. Even on Facebook, he would write stuff about having extra tickets if anybody yeah, wanted yeah. to go. He, yeah. He's the kind of guy you want around. Yeah. Not, even only, like, uh, not only you want the crowd, but want around as a person. Yeah, and like, even like Getch, like he wasn't in wrestling refing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he kind of just kind of was interested and jumped into it, and he's getting booked all over the place now. Hmm? Aaron Getchell is the second coming of Dan Kelly. <laughs> I know, right? Aaron Getchell really gets it. And, yeah. you know, yeah. not that, like, other refs don't. It takes a couple years to figure it out. <clears throat> there's a fine line. A referee's got to run the ring. And there's a fine line between I'm taking over here and I'm telling you what to do, and I'm changing what you're doing to make it the correct way to do it. And Aaron Getchell gets there. Hmm. I don't know. To me, it's kind of rewarding to see, and I'm probably view the same way, but to see, like, um, where these guys, you know, just kind of, like, started out with us, mm -hmm. and now, like, people are um, wanting them on their shows. Oh, and, certainly. And I, they're just getting so much better. And, like, even, like, uh, some of the students, mm -hmm. you know, are, are just, like, I think have come a long way. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like what really impressed me was like um, with uh, like with Alex, for example. Mm -hmm. The last match I had with him, I called the whole thing in the ring, mm -hmm. and as, it was as well you should. And it was great. And a guy who's trained any place else, but a lot of guys don't. A guy who's not, you know, Memphis Styles is is dying, and there's only a handful of guys who can still do that. For people that might not know what that means, thank you. What does that mean when you call it in the ring? Um. Well, what happens is. Um, you know, when, when you show up for the night and you're going to find out who you're going to work um, that night, um, guys will discuss, um, you know, different scenarios or spots that they're going to do out there. Um, typically, when, when you call in the ring, um, you know what the finish is going to be. Yeah. Right? So you, you know what the well, who's going going over. You know what the point of the finish is. Um, but you may or may not plan or map out how you're going to get there. So when you call it in the ring, you basically have not 
discussed anything up until that finish. It's got to be tough. It's Not even to have a general idea. Where, yeah. For some guys, it's tough. For some guys, if you're trained that way, it's second nature. Yeah. yeah. When it, me and Andy get in the ring, last time I was with Andy, I think, was in Indiana. We called we called the last move. We know what the finish is. We know what we're doing. Yeah. And if, if you go in there and you do a big forearm and the crowd goes nuts, oh my gosh, maybe they haven't seen forearms all night. Maybe they haven't seen a stiff move all night. Maybe they haven't seen a high-flying move all night. Mm-hmm. You can listen to what they say. And you can say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You know, you can oh, cool, pick yeah. your moves a la carte based on what the fans want, and that makes for a better match. Yeah. The, the difference between that style and the other style that exists right now, whatever you want to call that, um, what you see on TV, they have camera angles. They have a set time. You don't have 8 to 10. They say you have 7 minutes, 43 seconds. You have to hit that time on the spot. So they predetermine every step, every move, and they have to know when I punch a guy at the yeah. the right, because that's where the camera is going to be. Yeah, even down to like your finish better be at this camera, and, at this angle. Yeah, you know? and and that's all because the WWF wants a flawless product, and and by gum they have it. And sometimes you'll see them when the guys are laying there on the ground. Every once in a while, you'll see the ref and he'll be like, three, four, two minutes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> a good ref will tell you how much time you have, even, yeah. even, no matter which style you're doing. But uh, they have, uh, thank heavens, they have Vince McMahon in the back with the headset. The headset yeah, I've goes, seen that. Too, the headset yeah. goes to the announcers. The headset goes to the referee. And he can work a crowd better than any human being alive. It gets a guy to headlock. He knows exactly when to work it up, when to bring it down. A good wrestler will know too, but he knows better than the whole locker room. So he he can tell the ref, work it up, work it up, work it up, elbow, elbow. He can call moves from the back to keep the crowd going, but that's all as part of the time. Yeah, talk about micromanaging. Holy shit. Oh, certainly. Oh, yeah. crazy. Certainly. And, but they, so the guys on TV don't do that. If you go to a house show, if you see him in Madison, Wisconsin, if you see him in Springfield, Illinois, it's not a TV show. Yeah. They work Memphis style. They say, hey, you know, uh, Kane, whoever, you got eight minutes, heel goes over, do your thing. They go out in the ring, they call it in the ring. The whole crop of indie guys now don't don't understand that. They, or they Maybe they don't care. So they do it like they see on TV. I'm going to hit you with this, I'm going to hit you with that. You turn this way, you turn that way, you do this, you do that. And it bastardizes the indie world. Yeah, uh, it comes across as real spotty. I really don't care for it. Um, <laughs> it just looks like... I mean, what happens is when you're when you're so worried about that next move or the next spot, you start not selling things the same. Yeah, and uh, I think like, fans can really see that, and especially when that happens in your first series of matches. By the time you get to like uh, you know like your semi mains and stuff like that, everybody's like seen everything. And why would your guy here at the end of the show be selling you know a big move when the three other guys? Popped right back up and ran their next spot. Yeah, that's half yeah. guys not knowing where they are in the, yeah. on the show either. I mean, it's a team sport, and if the first match blows you away, it doesn't leave a lot on the tape. You have to leave a lot on the plate for the guys who are making you the money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I'm in match two, you're going to get a different match if I'm in match five. And I know where I am, and I know what I need to do in each spot because I'm trained by a guy who knows how to, you know, what he's doing. Some of, the, some of the guys out there don't get the best training, and they think, I have to go have the best match, so they invite me back. Well, you know, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but should I throw somebody under the bus? Well, if you want. You got a Cameron Jacobs. Cameron Jacobs wrestled. <laughs> Cameron Jacobs, who I am aware is one of the few people who actually listen that I know, uh, had a match in Janesville. Um, he was the opening match. Which one was it? Who did he wrestle? Uh, Deron Banks, maybe? Okay. A couple, oh, show, oh, couple okay, shows okay. ago. I know what you're talking about. Cameron Jacobs. It was the opener. Did every yeah. false finish in the book. 
and left nothing for the rest of the show. It's like, and I'm not gonna, I wouldn't tell him to his face. Maybe I should. You know, it's a team sport, Cameron. You didn't leave. Guys are making, getting text with Cameron James. Just kidding. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guys are trying to make money there. You know, Cameron Jacobs, not a bad wrestler, not a bad person. He's not the draw there. That yeah. night, the draw was Alex Bernardino versus Andy Anderson. That's what people came for. You need to leave Alex and Andy something because there aren't enough wrestling moves in the world for all, you know, for 100 matches. Yeah. Even if there's only six. You got to make sure that you're not stealing stuff from the guys who come after you. You can get your stuff over. You can have the match of the night, but you don't need to pull out all the false finishes. And that's just not knowing the spot on the card and... That's just uh, whether yeah, you're or, training or you know, not caring. And, you know, you want to be conscious of, like, your time. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if the guy says, hey, you're the opener at 5 to 7, you know, don't go 12 or 15 minutes. You know, you want to stick to your time because, uh, you know, you're going to have, like, when a show's laid out, you know, we laid out for, like, uh, you know, a couple hours with an intermission. So, you know, plus you got guys doing mic work and, you know. And you, one thing we really uh, are really conscious about, too, is, like, a lot of guys do a lot of the same moves because they train together, and you want to make sure the finishes aren't exactly the same. Yeah, it's you, Alex Bernardino. Stop taking yeah. my moves. That, <laughs> as you can see, they work. <laughs> Find your own. But, you know, but then, uh, so that, but at the same rate, like, uh, some of these guys will do the moves, and I'll be watching the matches, and I'll be like, okay, I do, like, two or three of those. All right, well, then I have to step my game up, and I got to do something different then, mm-hmm. you know, which is fine. I don't care, but I'll sit and watch all the matches just to make sure that I don't try to try not to copycat what already's happened. So you don't um, do a typical Anderson spine bust? I don't anymore, really. I, I mean, I did, I guess, here and there, but I try not to now. That's a great example. Why don't, you t- why don't you tell the typical Anderson spine buster story? A lot of, yeah, I was at... Um, I gotta go to the bathroom, I'm right back. Okay, I'll tell Texas Pete. No, I'll tell you. I'll wait for you. <laughs> All right. You want to pause the thing? And yeah, we can take a little break. All right, yeah, we'll take a little break. First, is this the first three... Okay, back from our pee break. All right, so... We're at a show. Um, it was Whitewater, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty much, uh, I was pretty over there. You were the champ. I was the, yeah, well, okay. But uh, I was the champ, okay. Um, but I'm, I'm over there, you know. Um, and every week I'm, I'm beating, every month I'm beating guys with the, with the spine buster. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my move. Like, <laughs> that's what I do. Anderson. And uh, this guy, uh, um the human massacre, Keith Walker, mm-hmm. huge dude, this big, like Alpha Samoa, but what? chiseled out dude. Oh, okay. Guy's huge. He's like, um, you're talking about his match, and uh, I think he was talk, actually talking about like the beginning opener of his match, like in the beginning of his match or something like that. And he says to the guy, he's going to work. I'm standing right there. And he says to the guy, he's going to work. He's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to do, you know, like a typical Anderson spine buster. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. and this was like early, going to be early on in the show, right? And uh, I think uh, it was like you that said something. Oh, it was like, me. We were standing there, and you said I'm about eight matches into my wrestling career at this point, and I'm like, yeah. hey man, maybe you shouldn't do the main event guy's <laughs> finishing move in the opening of your match number two. And dude's about you know he's about six three and three hundred ten pounds, about two percent body fat. <laughs> Probably wasn't my place to say, but hopefully I made the show. Better. Hopefully that made the show better. But I think he did it anyways. He did, and because uh, he didn't get it. No, he didn't get it. Because um, why would you do that? But I mean, yeah, like that's the thing. Like that's like you want to be conscious of like if you're the the second guy out. Like oh shit, like 
Oh, I better not. Oh, like in the finish, there's going to be a nut shot. Oh, I better not fucking do a nut shot. You never yeah. see Crash Holly do a stunner. <laughs> yeah. Or a like, rock bottom, you know? You got to be conscious of what the finishes are. The patented you know? moves. Yeah. Not even patented so much, but like if you know, you know, just be conscious. Like, hey, is that is that maybe? Oh, there's a guy named Anderson on the card. Oh, I wonder if he does a spine buster. Yeah. And oh, if you don't know, you could ask. In in WCW WWF, they have a, a group of guys who are producers or agents, and uh, the most talented guys that ever walked the face of the earth that do that job. Fit Finley, Dean Malenko. You need some more. Tony Gurria, Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe. The guys who really, really know what they're doing. Yeah. And it's their job to make sure this stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. And when you're not working for those guys, it's your job to do it yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy. But there's a lot of stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, you just got to be conscious of it, whether you're wrestling in front of, like, a thousand people or ten. You know, the same show. Yeah. Basically the same show either well, way. Well, it's been very informative. I hope everybody listening has enjoyed it. And I'll tell you, I mean, it's tough to even, like, uh, you know, I mean, just talking about wrestling in front of, like, 10, 15 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To trying to bring the same energy to a match. Do you hear? You know? I mean, I know you guys said sometimes you'll alter your matches uh, according to how people are. Mm-hmm. The noises are what they're feeling. Is it tough when nobody's making noise? Oh, it's miserable. Oh, dude. It's got to be. Yeah. Even, oh. it doesn't have to be 15 people. It can be 300, 500 people who are yeah. silent. You'll yeah. get crowds who just aren't into it. I went to one JWA match, and the place was packed, and there was a lot, during a lot of the matches, not the last one, the crowd was crazy, but during a few of the matches, it was quiet. Well, like, well, I mean, they're getting it now. Mm-hmm. Like, they understand. Yeah. Like, um, the part of it, too, is like... Um, they weren't like that for all of them. It was just a couple of them. Like our like, shows, like when people first started coming, a lot of them are not typical wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. They're coming for the first time. So they, they don't know. They're probably um, their last time. Yeah, maybe their kids are into it. <clears throat> um, but they don't understand who to boo for, who to cheer for. Um, you know, they don't understand some of it. So like uh, what we try to do every time uh, is tell some sort of a story from the first match to the main and, um, you know, you have to tell that story and establish who's the bad guys. Make them, you know, like uh, like last show, they're cheering for the Cowboys, right? Yeah. Well, then the one Cowboy turned on the other Cowboy. Oh, well, yeah, because it's the Wild West. He's a bad Cowboy. Right. But people didn't get that right away. Well, they did. Afterwards, they're like, oh, my God. Now I want to see those guys wrestle next time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. like, you got to, like, tell stories and, like, um, have stuff make sense and establish who the bad guys and the good guys are. Um, cause, and some guy, bad guys turn good guy, you know? That's right. So, yeah, but you amazing. gotta win them over and you gotta win, the, you gotta work the people and, uh, you gotta connect with the people. And if you can't do that, then it's just another wrestling match. One thing I've always liked you about know. professional wrestling in general is just when the storyline and you have a bad guy and if you get into the story and you're watching it, you're like, that guy is an asshole. And in a split right. second, that asshole can turn like, punch another bad guy and all of a sudden you're like i love that guy mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he's great and some people love the bad guys mm-hmm. some people do you know it's it's, it's just a mix of fans dude yeah like some people just love bad guys and some people just love good guys or they want to see their bad guy go good and like it just you know it's just a evolving story it's crazy and back to the atmosphere of the fans whether it be 15 or I don't know, what's most we've wrestled in front of? A couple thousand? Three, four thousand? Yeah, a thousand. Three, we like almost, what, three? Yeah. In North Down Carolina? south, yeah. Anyways, 
it, it becomes addictive, the atmosphere. Even where in front of 50 people in Whitewater, Wisconsin, we had three, four college kids, let's just say. You know, 50 can sound like a couple hundred. Yeah. Like if they're loud we've had 50 it. where it's been silent, and we've had 50 where 47 are silent, and three kids who are super excited about it can turn the whole crowd into it. Yeah. Let's just call them Trevor Boyd Alex. I don't know if those kids are named. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Three, four rowdy kids can get a section of 10 rowdy people, which can turn into a whole crowd of 50 yeah. rowdy that sounds like 300. Yeah. yeah. And you got to connect with them and get them into it. Mm-hmm. And if they get into it, then, like, look out. Because it's going to be fun. I bet, yeah. You know. But, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, um, we're just fortunate uh, enough to where we're at right now in Janesville to we have a lot of people into it right yeah. now. And it's, it's a lot of fun, and a lot of guys see that it's fun, and they want to come you know, get in on that excitement too. It's kind of cool, man. You know, it's just fun. I enjoy going to those shows, and even when I'm hurt, I still want to do something. I was surprised that last one. I knew your foot was bothering you. It usually is, but you know, like, but there's been you know, like a couple shows like I had a knee surgery, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to miss. You know, so I didn't wrestle a match, but the same injury and the same surgery as Michael Mack. Yeah, he the exact can. same surgery and uh, similar legs. Similar. <laughs> Similar little leg. Michael Max going. <laughs> Michael Max going for the Triple H look. Yeah. <laughs> Just doing upper body these days. And yeah, we're like twins, but I'm Danny DeVito. He <laughs> talks about this. <laughs> Always back to twins. But uh, but no, but like um, you know. So what did I do? I, I legit had a knee surgery, but I still want to be part of the show. And I guess I was the, you know, the champion at the time. Yeah. So I I need to be there. You know. But um, so I worked. Uh, I worked it as it, I was faking an injury. I worked it into the story, and then I worked around what I could physically do in the ring. You know, so I still stayed involved. I just did it in a totally different way. Yeah. I think I, I announced mostly that show. Thanks. So. And I'm a homosexual, and I worked it into the story. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You should mention that because we got a request. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was a question from a fan. And here, let me just pull it up here so I can read it to you. It says, and I won't uh, mention the name, but the question is, ask Texas Pete um, what it's like to be a homosexual working in the wrestling business. Well, I'm not a shoot fag like <laughs> like, like some guys in the locker room. <laughs> no, you're not. I, it's, that's verified. I'm straight as an arrow, but a little curious sometimes. <laughs> I've wrestled some guys who are straight up gay, whether they are legit doing gay porn on their off nights of wrestling. I was just going to sure. ask about that. Now, yeah. I've heard that there are some wrestlers that will do yep. gay porn. We've there's been okay now there's guys that will get into scenarios and then there's guys that will straight up do porn movies mm-hmm. okay like for a while there like I don't know if you know but there used to be uh, I don't think it's still around but like cyber fights cyber fights yeah. cyber fights is straight up wrestling it's, it's nothing too, it's no, nothing nothing gay, nothing gay when you're doing it but they're they sell the DVDs as gay porn. Oh, okay. You can watch Andy Anderson wrestle Texas Pete. You can buy it at the porn shop. And what and you're doing with it you later. You just wrestle like, your regular yeah. match. The camera's just zooming in a lot of dicks and butts. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot yeah. of guys did cyber fights. Guys who are top guys now. You're Christopher Daniels, Matt Stryker, uh, Evan Bourne. Guys who are on your TV every week. They did the cyber fights. It paid really good and you don't have to do anything gay. And then there's just straight up gay porn. Yeah. There are... Guy wrestled a hundred times. 
not going to name names. Esteban Molina. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> wife. Latin lover. Latin lover. Thought he was a straight guy. Hit on my mom. Unrelated story. Just straight up did gay porn. Do you worry that your mom turned him gay? No. My mom's. I don't think I'm going to turn anybody gay. She's, you know, if she's got it in her. No, I mean, you know, she's decent looking. But he's been on the cover of a few titles. He's been on the cover of a few titles. I'm not going to name names. Fleet Week. My brother's hot friend. My brother's hot friend three. Or maybe two. I forget which one. And then there's another There's another one that was wrestling themed. I forget which one. <laughs> He's in his gear. It's like, oh man, that's the same figure at Russell. Oh, there's geez. a dude with <laughs> semen on it. Probably had some on it, yeah. I don't think that guy's around anymore, is he? I uh, he moved, he, he got pretty much away from here, moved back to Australia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. His wife's or his wife's from. I don't know if there's a, re- you know, it's because of that or what. Yeah. Last I heard, he's moving back to the States. I don't know where. There's another guy in Milwaukee, too. I won't name names, because I don't know him. What's it rhyme with? <laughs> Robbie, I, Robbie E. All right. No, it's not Robbie. Not, not Rob Echoes, but it's a... I, won't, I don't know the guy. Esteban, I know him. Screw him. I'll name his name. This other guy is in Milwaukee. He still wrestles all the time. Wrestled last weekend uh, at Cowboy Tyler. Straight up gay porn. I could see that. Not Cowboy Tyler. No, the evil cowboy? No, not, not him. No, no, no. Oh. A di- 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 you don't know him. Don't I can't know. see that. I guess Different guy, Russell the Cowboy Teller in Milwaukee. No. I don't know the guy. Straight up did gay porn. Needed the money. I don't know. I mean, needed the money, kind of <laughs> likes it. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what draws these guys to gay porn, but. If you want a, me to delete any of this out before we. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, no. There, but see, there's like really weird things that go on. Like, um, I heard of this thing down in uh, like Chicago area where. Um, you know, there'll be, like, want ads for um, people that just want, like, a wrestler to come to their house and, like, work them over as a bad guy in their basement or something for, like, 300 bucks. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. at the same time, you're not really doing anything weird, but there it's... Just like a typical wrestling match. You yeah. leave, they jerk it. They do what they do afterwards, whatever, but... A lot of guys get drawn in with those crazy payday, you know. Yeah. Because it's easy, you know. But. It's probably on an off night. Yeah. You know, your typical wrestlers wrestling Friday, Saturday, sometimes a Sunday or Thursday if they're lucky. But that's what scary What are you going to do on a Tuesday? That's scary shit, though. You don't know what kind of thing you're going to get involved in. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, there's a safe word. Mm. Got to meet him at a bus stop. Right. You don't want to take those chances. Yeah, Levante. <laughs> you're like, I'd like to go home now, sir. And he's like, nah. nah. <laughs> Levante. Five three seven one one. You thief. I think I will take that on. You know what you did, Levante? <laughs> Levante's hard up for money. I'm not giving him any reason. Oh my god. You can bleep out Levante's address. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that he's had two or three or three or three addresses like maybe even maybe even some with numbers like up in Madison. I don't like that guy. He sounds like an asshole. <laughs> There's plenty of Levantes out there. All right. Well, this has been a heck of a show. It's been crazy, huh? Good times. Glad we finally had Texas Pete on. We, you know, we talk about him so much. Now, it wasn't that bad, was it? I know you were a little apprehensive about doing it. Oh, you said right. you wouldn't have anything were to talk really about. Were you really jerky? About? It wasn't jerky. I just, no. I dumb, I dominate conversations, and I don't let others have a chance to talk. No, I and I think the other this people, this is your podcast, not the, mine. The people listening will probably think this is funny. He said he didn't have much to talk about. <laughs> Good heavens. Well, I never think I do, but boy, do I. No, it was great. Yeah. Um, Josh, 
Josh just, well, he said it four minutes ago, but he said, I don't know what he's talking about because it's kind of out of context, but he wrote, totally saw him kiss a dude at camp last night. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I did, in fact, not n- not a shoot fag, but I did kiss Aaron Xavier, JWA wrestler, on the lips. You're oh, yeah. always pushing uncomfortable boundaries. I'm pushing buttons. He's always pushing some buttons. Pushing buttons. Making guys uncomfortable. And some of it's pretty funny. Yeah. I will admit. You never expected a kiss on the lips by a straight dude. And uh, that's the button I push. Yeah. I'm glad I could join the podcast. I've been mentioned quite a few times. And most times it's met with blah, blah, Texas Pete. Oh, we could talk the whole night about Texas Pete, but we won't. (laughs) We didn't really get into that. No, well. Someone also brought up the Sea Buster one time. Oh, the Sea Buster, Sea Buster, yeah. which isn't my thing to talk about. If you, Nice little move you invented. I didn't, I didn't. Dolph Ziggler invented it. Well, Long story short, because we're running out of time. Didn't we just talk about that last time? The Sea Buster? I don't think so. Well, it was I, recent. I don't think we I did. Thought, no. I don't know. Long story short, press slam into straight up sex. Try it, try it at your next indie show, folks. <laughs> Do what? Dolph Ziggler was dating this girl. She's a comedian. Amy Schumer? Amy Schumer, yeah. It, I mostly works was, on Amy Schumer. He gave her the... She broke up because he was too athletic in the bedroom. His move yeah. was he gave her the press slam, drop her legs out, and she'd land on his dick. <laughs> wow. And I, and I worked it into a match. He actually did it in a match. <laughs> he actually did it in a match, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I caught that the guy around great. my legs, and then I just started humping his dick. But what's Dude great... flips out. Okay. Okay, real quick. So we got some time. So, but you didn't tell him you were going to do it. No. Which is hilarious. Um, also, one time, we're at a camp. Tell him about the scissors. Scissor. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'd never met this kid before. He'd been rough. He'd been training for a couple weeks. A couple months. I don't know. I don't know the kid. What was his name? It doesn't even matter doesn't for the matter. story. No, no, of course it doesn't. And even if you knew it, it wouldn't matter. Right. And I say, oh, you know, I'll show you a submission move, kid. Uh, you want to learn a submission move? He's, yeah, 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 yeah. So get down your hand, get down your back. He says, okay. I pick his legs up like the sharpshooter. Yeah. I put one leg in like the sharpshooter. Then I drop like an ankle lock. It's, and then I scoot in my body towards his so it's dick on dick. And then I go, it's the scissor, the scissor. You know, like lesbian pornos. But I got his ankle like in like in like a, you know, like a he can't ankle go lock. anywhere. I got his ankle and ankle lock, and my other leg is wrapped. My legs are wrapped around his torso, so he can't move. The scissors, the scissors, the scissors, the scissors, the scissors, the scissors. And the kids, ah, now, now, now. It's great. There's people are fans of this. Look at somebody just wrote, "Yes, the scissors." The scissors, the scissors. <laughs> Was that on the Facebook feed? No, it's you stream. Well, you stream oh fans, God. you love the scissors. The scissors. Everybody loves the scissors. Maybe I should whip it out at the next Janesville Wrestling Show or Premier Pro Wrestling Show, uh, March 23rd. Janesville yeah. Wrestling, March 30th. That's where you can see Texas Pete, Andy Anderson, some of the best. Heck yeah. Some of the best Midwest independent wrestling. Some of the best, the best, right? That's right. Between those two, the best. I mean, yeah. We're By using far. we're using almost everybody. There's some great, there's oh, some other... Yeah. I'm not gonna knock anybody. I'm not. I'm not a guy to stir up, stir the pot. There's no. some great independent wrestling. Check out. Uh, you know, if you're into the strong style, AEW and Berwyn. Check out. Uh, Blitz Wrestling is doing good. Dreamwave Wrestling making some good money. But, I've never even been to those places. No, but if so you want, I don't know. But in my opinion, the best. But I heard they do well. My opinion, the you know. best. 
Premier Pro Wrestling in uh, McHenry, Illinois, in Mundelein, Illinois, oh, and, J- and Janesville Wrestling in, that, Jan- in Janesville, Wisconsin. That fucking Samurai Del Sol. What a guy. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> I've never fucking seen some of the stuff that guy can do. He's, he's yeah. basically like an Whew. Olympic level gymnast. It's awesome, dude. He defies gravity. He's oh wrestling in Premier Pro Wrestling and in AAA in Mexico. I almost got one of his shirts. All he had was mediums. Mm. Oh, there was only one left, but I want to get one. He's, he's, good, a, he's huh? a great guy. I spend a lot of time focused on the negative because I'm a negative guy. Who's the positive? Who, who else is good workers around the area? Justice Jones, I like. Justice Jones is pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's good. Barry Wright. Barry Wright's very good, too. Barry Wright. Love Barry Wright, man. He's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of awesome stuff, man. Trying to think to put over. You know who I like? Underrated guy, Jay Cross. Personally, Texas yeah. Pete and Jay Cross don't get along, but uh, professionally, he's underrated as a worker. He can work with anybody. Personally, don't get along? I thought you did. Well, Tex Pete doesn't get along with him. Oh, okay. Him and I all have a beer, but at the show is, drives me nuts. Oh, I got you. Person. Kicked him in the face yeah. quite a time. I've had a lot of great matches. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of dudes that are good, dudes, man. A lot of dudes. And you know what's cool is, like, you know, even though, like, some people might, um, some people might shit on guys, you know, or say they don't like them <laughs> or whatever, or they're shitty workers. A lot of negativity out there. There's a lot of negativity. They're you not know? tan. Some guys just understand as others. No. I'll tell you, there's that's a the lot of there's, there's a lot of negativity guys. that's like it's just not fucking necessary. But what happens is is like you know you have all a lot of great guys. I mean everybody's good, um, but you know there's a lot of like you're shitting on they shit on all these guys, but like all these dudes, man, are ma- like going out to bust their ass to make you look better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it's like yeah, great. Maybe you're this this fucking impressive fucking athlete but unless you have someone to put you over right what are you gonna fucking go out and work yourself that's like time for me to bury one other guy sure all right rating i won't do it but no please all right there's a guy i don't like by the name of the great malachi i don't know if he's still around i'm pretty sure he is malach the great malachi (laughs) (laughs) just never really liked the guy i was went to a show one time I think it was my first night there at this particular place. They said, hey, you're working the great Malachi. He, it's his job to make me look good. It's my job to make him look good. Right. And even though I don't like him, I don't know if he likes me, probably not, who does? But that's uh, what it's all about, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to, uh, I mean, each guy is putting his, you're putting your... He spends time and effort making himself a different wrestler than the rest. And we might not like each other, but God bless him. He kept me safe. I kept him safe. We made each other look good. Yeah. There you go. Well, you got to keep each other safe. I mean, you're putting faith in that the other guy's not going to, you know, paralyze you. Or you smash know. your face and have you be in the yeah. hospital. Well, that for... was an accident. Those that stuff happens. Ha- like, accidents yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. It's when it's on purpose, it's not cool. Yeah. You know? But, like, I mean, you You want to put... inflict pain. The guy's still got to go to work on Monday because yeah. we, we all have other jobs. Right. You know, the way I see it, like, um, even guys that, have, like, people have told me, like, like I've worked some dudes, and like or, I, you know, usually, like, um, personally, like, I'll work a lot of greener guys, right? Because I can, you know, basically I can keep them safe and show them how to work, and maybe they pick something up, maybe they don't, you know, whatever. But I wrestle a lot of green guys. Well, a lot of the guys, when I show up, I don't even know who they are, okay? But, um, you know, what I like to do is I'll sit and ask them, like, like a lot of guys, before I even meet the guy... Oh, fuck, you're working that guy? Good fucking luck. You know, guy's fucking stiff, pretty, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, what do you mean? I, 
I don't know. I've never met him. But what I'll do is I'll sit down with him and like I'll find out like okay, well, they only told me you're green, but like, well, what can you actually do? You know? And they're like, oh, I don't know, man. I'll do whatever you want. Well, all right. Well, let's pick out like two or three three things you can do that you're not gonna drill me on or whatever, you know? And I'll go out and have a pretty decent fucking match with them. Yeah. You know? And I'll come back and it's like great. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you guys were talking about. Like this guy's like, you know. He's not hurting me. He's pretty decent. He listens. As long as you listen and, like, do what the other guy's telling you to do, shouldn't be any problems, you know? But there's a lot of these dudes that they say, oh, fuck this guy. He's green as shit. I'm just going to go out and fucking, you know, clothesline him in the fucking face. Like, who gives a shit about him? Well, you know what? Guys have to give a shit about each other for it to, you know, be decent and be safe. And, like, you have to kind of give a shit about the guy you're working even if you don't personally like them, like, I would never put anybody in jeopardy in a match. Girl! You know? Would you? I wouldn't. No, sir. I wouldn't do it on purpose. I mean, fuck mm. that. Like, why would you? If, what if they're not tan? Well, <laughs> then you got a legit You reason. know what, dude? You know what? If I had to, if I had to today, yeah. I would go out and fucking have a great match with that dude. Oh, yeah. And well, I'm pretty sure I am going to have, I'm pretty sure it's me and him on... March 23rd. Is Unless it? he listens to this. Oh, man. <laughs> Should be fun. Booking one-on-one, man. Mm. He, he buried me on the mic. I, it's me and him next month, right? I don't know. Hard to, it's the only way it makes sense. So, But I always show up and I you know, find out who I'm going to work. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'll show up when I get to the building. I'm a professional. And if that's the case, I'll have a great match with him and I'll keep him safe. That's my yeah. job. Well, I think you guys have given up too many of the secrets tonight. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's not anything nobody really knows. I don't about. think be, everybody's gonna just gonna listen to this for training instead of going to the JWA camp. I mean, dude, I'll tell you what, man, it's it's an art form, dude. Yeah. It's uh That's why know, I think people are gonna enjoy this episode because I don't think people realize how much actually Some people don't get to do like like some people like there's guys that'll go out, man, and they'll go out and okay, and they'll just like throw in stiff shots or drill like to make it look real. But you can make it look fucking real without doing that. Yeah. And that's like where the art form comes in. You can make it real where you don't have to, you don't have to send the guy to the hospital. Yeah. Or you can just send them. <laughs> you know. But it, it, there's everybody's got their own style or way of doing things. But so, Talking to some Janesville fans at the last show and they're like, oh, you know, how much t- effort do you guys put in? You know, they understand. We put in six to 10 hours a week practicing what we do yeah. and and they said you know you practice your matches and no i've never been in the ring with the guy i had the match with this yeah. past week rough crossing i've never been in the ring with that man right but you don't both know how to work i spend know? 10 hours training we don't spend 10 hours choreographing we don't spend 10 hours practicing yeah I yeah the matches that, aren't routine yeah you know. everything is different and it changes based on how the crowd's reacting and like when you show up like half the time like nobody knows who they're gonna work yeah, and like I'll have guys hitting me up for what, like months yeah. before the show. And half that time, when you, you find know? out who you are going to work, you don't know who the guy is, or it changes. Yeah, or, not to mention a lot of times. We, well, we always do the show on Friday, and well, he'll have a show yeah. Saturday, mm-hmm. and he's on his phone, and he's like, "No, oh, this guy's dude's not, not coming." Yeah, <laughs> this Great. guy's not coming. This guy's not coming. And then the card gets switched up. So even though maybe I told you like three weeks ago who you're going to wrestle, that could fucking change overnight. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to go out and have good matches with whoever you put in front of you. And that's like, half the fun of it. I'll yeah. wrestle anybody on the roster. Sure, certainly. You know, and have a good match. Even dude. Cameron Jacobs. <laughs> I'd work Cameron. Yeah. Right. Have you wrestled Cameron? I have I wrestled him? I don't know. If you're ever wrestling him and he starts getting you know, kinda getting the better of you, 
Blow the water bottle. Huh. <laughs> Just throw that water Maybe bottle. Maybe I'll have a, have a water bottle valet for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe distract his eye and I can capitalize on I'm it. I'm just throwing a camera in because I know he's a frequent uh, butt of podcast jokes. I don't know if I've wrestled him. No, I probably haven't. I've wrestled Cameron, I think, two times. Maybe in um, a tag. I haven't even wrestled him in a tag. No. You should wrestle him and be responsible for ripping the other leg off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Texas Pete's coming up on his 200th match. Really? Sometime this year. Oh, dude. Wow. I haven't That's even... a lot. It's a lot of wrestling. I don't even know how many. Can't I haven't kept track than, of it. More than me. I don't keep track. I'm at about 180-something right now. Yeah. So oh. I'll hit 200 probably sometime this summer or this fall. Oh, it's cool about, like, uh, even, like, Texas Pete. Like, you know, I know I can put him out there with anybody. Yeah. And he's going to get him over, you know, and um, or get himself over. But, like, you're going to work with anybody. Sure. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. You put me out there with guys who I have no business being in the ring with, like Rough Crossing. Yeah. He's so good. I was I was blown away. Or you put me out there with guys like, you know, DOJ, who doesn't have the experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can run the show or I can take the follow the lead. And that's the thing. Like, even guys like uh, like a DOJ, well, like where we're at, and people don't get this, like, um, you know, I mean, whatever, DOJ has been on, you know, he was on a couple other shows um, here and there, um, not doing a whole lot, you know, first couple of matches or whatever. Um, but we had him in, uh, you know, in the same kind of scenario, but in Janesville, but the fans took a liking to him right away. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he's like way over and, you know, people really loved him. And you know, like some guys, people are like, I don't understand where you're using that guy. And I'm like, did he help take the ring down? Yeah, he, he was hoping <laughs> he was hoping take the ring down, but that's not the reason. People got behind him. Yeah, I've never seen a guy, and he was so. And you know, the thing was so appreciative and and happy to even be there and He's to help humble. out. Very humble. That's yeah. a huge part of it. We a lot of guys, you know, if they're humble and they have a lot of heart and they come and help out and they do, you know, they don't expect to be, you know, they don't expect to go over and they don't expect to be in the main event every time. Name a guy who does. Right? There's some that do. There's well, some I like that, to hear names. There's some that don't. I've buried half the people I know on this podcast. It's your turn to do the least one. I don't know. There's guys that... Uh, Cameron Jacobs? No, like... Yeah. Oh, just Ricky DeGun Thomas, for sex, one. Yeah. The dude looked great, would show up, wouldn't help with the ring. His dad helped with the ring, you know? When a guy's dad's busting the ring and you're just standing there because you're, you know... His dad wanted to go home. Yeah, his dad wanted to just leave. You know they couldn't leave. You know, but there's guys like that. Mm -hmm. They don't get it, man. And But these guys that come that are humble and they're helping out and putting the work in, and then you see the fans really start to get behind them. Like, yeah, I'm going to use them every time. Yeah. You know? You know, I mean, DOJ hasn't been around for a little while, but that's that's a totally different scenario, you know. But if he came back, I'd love to have him back. Like, dude, people love him, man. You know, and that's what it's all about. It's like building characters. You yeah. know who else love people love? Aaron Xavier. They do, don't they? There's yeah. always a couple. It's always a couple. couple smart marks out there. And Cameron Jacobs. Always tweet me about, everybody wants me to put, I don't know if he's instigating it, but a lot of people say, dude, you should, you should put Aaron Xavier in the main event. You should <laughs> wrestle him for the belt. There's all these, they hit me up on the Facebook. Yeah. And I was like, did he pay you to say that? It's always like, signed oh, no. Mrs. Xavier. <laughs> but he's another one, dude, is he'll show up and he'll, like, do whatever you ask him to do, man. And he'll put people over and he'll come help out and he'll, you know, mm-hmm. you know, he helps out. He gets the team at, he gets the, the team He gets the team concept. You do putting in 120%, like, mm-hmm. 
And that's, like, I wish we had a hundred of those guys, dude. He yells at the crowd, yeah. too. I always get a kick out of that. Ah, dude, interacts with the crowd. Like, it's just great, man. I have the guys. I, I can't say. I could sit and talk about all the guys, like, put them over. But uh, everybody just adds something to the show. Yeah. I think that's what makes it great. And at the end of the day, everybody's all friends, you know, somewhat friends. And right. everybody hangs out. Like, dude, that one, we all went out for after that party. Cool. That, we should do that more That often. was awesome. The whole, oh, after the last one? Or? Yeah. The whole, not the last one, but the one before. And we the whole all went, roster all went to the bar and had we a drink went, together. We all went yeah. down to Just for 15 uh, minutes or so. O'Reilly's. Oh, and, yeah, that's uh, right. You tell me about that. It was awesome, dude. Yeah, it was fun. fun we, we never do that. Everybody just goes their separate ways. Mm-hmm. That was a ton of fun, but I wish we did more stuff like that. All right, well, cool. But, yeah, um, if everybody, like, real quick, if you want to check out um, onit.com for all your supplements, oh, yeah. use promo code IRISH and save, like, I don't know, 10, 20%, whatever Make sure you do that. Keep doing it as much as you can. But uh, please want to save your money. Yeah, saving your money. And uh, supports the show, helps out the show in a way. So yeah, onit.com promo code Irish promo code Irish. That's where I get all my supplements. If you want a body like Texas Pete's, onit.com <laughs> promo code Irish. It's a mouth for brain. I take it. I don't. Uh, I don't take it at all. But I'm going to. You got it. You awesome. got to use promo code Irish. I use all the stuff. Um, I'm waiting to I run out of about. my shit. I use now. I use all the stuff I talk about, and uh, it works. It's great. And, awesome. uh, it's definitely worth. Uh, definitely worth the money. If you're not getting it, you're missing out. You're missing out. Onit.com. Yep. Promo code Irish. That's right. While you're there, go up to your browser, type in Facebook.com. It's Facebook.com slash Texas Pete Wrestling. Right. Maybe come to a show and buy a t-shirt. Maybe come to a show. Maybe come to the show February 20th or March 23rd in McHenry, Illinois at the Just for Fun Roller Rink. T-shirts will be there. T-shirts will be on sale. They're also on sale in Janesville, Wisconsin at the Pontiac Convention Center March 30th. Yeah. Nice. And between those shows, you got seven days. That's seven days. You can go to onit.com, grab some supplements, promo code <laughs> Irish. I need to get some shirts. You got to get some shirts so you could sell them uh, March 23rd. That's just for fun roller rink in McHenry, Illinois. I haven't had shirts. You'd look great in your shirts because you're uh, you're fit and slim due to supplements. You bought it on it.com. <laughs> What's a right. promo word, though? Well, he got, he got a deal because he got the promo code Irish. You must save 10, 20% on that. <laughs> And you can see it's the difference. my beard grow. You can see the difference <laughs> in Andy's physique between t- March 23rd, McHenry, Illinois, just for a roller rink. You can see the difference just in one week, thir- seven days later, March 30th, Janesville Pontiac Convention Center, Janesville Wrestling Alliance. <laughs> you gotta check it you out. can see him tag with Alex Bernardino against Diego Corleone and Mojo McQueen. You can see the three of those very same wrestlers. March 23rd, just fun roller rink. <laughs> Diego Corleone, nipples do point in different directions, can be fixed by supplements. On it, And Alex Bernardino was once 250 pounds. Really? He was obese as a child. Is that what causes diabetes? He, he has, he ha, he's a diabetic wrestler. The di, uh, I think the diabetes was caused by the obesity. Now looks great. Constantly talking about supplements. I don't know where you get some, but I'd get mine on it.com, promo code Irish. And you, and you can see Alex's physique in great shape. March 23rd, McHenry, Illinois, the Just for Fun Roller Rink. Tickets at the door. Also tickets at the door. March 30th, Jones Wrestling Alliance. Pioneer Convention Center, 7 p.m. for both those shows. And you can save some money and get your tickets early at uh, Luke's Deli or East Point Sports. Now, saving money is a great point. Times are tough. Janesville, especially, is hurting. You can save 10... We should sprinkle these throughout the show. We'll do them all at the end. You can save 10, 20%. Now, every penny counts these days on onit.com when you get your supplements. 
Say hey. No, say hey. This is Texas Pete. Hey, this is Texas Pete, Janesville wrestler, premier pro wrestler, and you can get your supplements at onnit.com. Save ten or twenty percent by using the promo code Irish. There we go. <laughs> Open Nick Podcast and onnit.com partners for life. Say hey, this is Texas Pete. You're listening to the Open Mick Podcast. Hey, this is Texas Pete, pro wrestler, and you're listening to the Open Mick Podcast. Okay, good show. <laughs> It's a good show. Very informative. I think sure everybody's going to enjoy it. We're not doing a show next week. The idea is to sprinkle these throughout the show. Don't drop 75 onit.com promos. No, we can edit them. At the, at the very yeah, end. We'll, no, don't edit it. We can splice Don't them. edit it. The idea I'm not is, saying we can take clips and we can use them in future shows. I'm not going to sprinkle anything. This is all going to be at the end of the show. Yeah. But then yeah. for about the next four months, it's going to be sprinkled over. All right. But the idea is you'd met, you know, you'd work onit.com into conversations like before breaks. Right. But no, I'm not telling you guys things you already know. Promo code Irish. You can, no, you can use promo code Irish. It's a great promo code. You'll save 10%, 20%. And you can look as great as your favorite Janesville wrestlers that you'd see on March 30th. But I'm saying you could tell the people throughout the show. You don't have to, you don't have to wait till the end of the show to say, hey, March 23rd, the wrestlers are going to be in McHenry, Illinois, Premier Pro Wrestling. You don't have to say they're going to be in Janesville Wrestling on March 30th. And you, don't, you, know, and you can sprinkle the onnit.com promo code Irish stuff whenever you want. You don't need to just mention it now. <laughs> He said he didn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> well, that's before you got me on a great sponsor, like onnit.com, where I had no idea there was a promo code Irish where you could save 10 20% on any supplement you need. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. For Andy Anderson. <laughs> and Chad Sheridan. It's been the Open Mic. Slash Mike with Texas Pete. Onnit.com. That's <laughs> a 40-minute onnit.com commercial. I listen all you prize fighters who don't want to meet defeat. Listen all you prize fighters who don't want to meet defeat. Take a tip from me, the of your Lewis's beat. Now he's won all his fights. 23 or 4 and left 20 of his opponents lying on the floor they all tried to win but the task was too hard when he laid that hound bone up against that board listen all you pride fighters don't play him too